Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And as you can see, the panel is very different. Unfortunately, we had almost the entire panel ha you know, have to do other things, usually family. Uh, and obviously, you know how I run a family-first podcast. Cyber is going to be joining us momentarily. Uh, Gaming Forte is going to be closing his store a little bit later because his employees kind of threw him a monkey wrench, so to speak. So he'll be here, hopefully... For the second half of the show, Mag is not well. He has uh, lost his voice, and hopefully we can get him back. And, of course, um, Tempest Sun is, uh, you know, it's been obviously handling some family business. So we'll have our regular crew back here next week in full force. Um, obviously, we just had Noof drop out. Hopefully, <laughs> he gets back here. Okay, here he is. Woo, wipe the sweat from the brow. There you go, Nufa. Uh, so obviously, we have a lot of powerful voices on this panel. We have a lot of amazing topics, one of which came in at the last minute. And we'll get into exactly what that is momentarily. But let's get into, of course, the... In uh, the, uh, the you know our panel that's going to be powering this two-hour show, and we'll start with the Italian clowns. Hey, clowns! First of all, thanks so much for taking the time to be here, but more importantly, swimming to shore so you don't get eaten by a calzone. Oh yeah, you know I saw an alligator swim with my calzone, and I just had to let that one go down the river. I wasn't going to chase that one, but always a pleasure being here, man. Would definitely, uh, definitely appreciate that. Um, obviously, next up we have the mouth of the south of Canada. Please welcome Noof Nuka. Boom, boom, kaboom, baby. It's been a while since I've been on primetime gaming, but I'm here. I'm ready to go. Great topics, amazing chat, a fantastic panel. It doesn't get any better. Happy Thanksgiving to all my fellow Canadian brothers and sisters out there. Indeed. Hope you're having a great day. Indeed, that's right. You, it is uh, Thanksgiving in Canada, so obviously happy Thanksgiving here from the States. And in tow, I actually uh, was able to scrape together 50 cents to bring in Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is going to be popping in during the Mortal Kombat uh, topic. Arnold, are you there, sir? I'm always here. I'm always on standby. I can't wait to get into it. There's lots of great topics, and I'm always excited to talk about one of my favorite games in Mortal Kombat. And, of course, they finally went and added um, my, my nemesis. I guess he's kind of my friend now. <laughs> At least I have to pretend that he is, but I'll talk about that when we get there. All right. Well, thank you. So definitely appreciate that. And keeping Mortal Kombat in the conversation, one of the biggest Mortal Kombat fans, specifically Mortal Kombat 11, besides being one of the the biggest Gears of War fans, please welcome Crispy Bomb. Oh, we got some good topics for you people. We are going to get into it, and thank you for the invite, Boom, last minute, but you know what? I always love last minute because you bring in the stuff, and let's go, baby. Well, definitely appreciate you. Obviously, I, I, I mean, I, this is this is not the first time Crispy has bailed me out, and of course, we cannot thank him enough 
for being here because obviously this was a last minute uh, go to was a bit of a hail mary so to speak and he answered the call so crispy thank you so much for that but you know what i i want to open up the show with a little bit of controversy now obviously if you are new to the channel it's not something i normally normally do i try to stay away from console war shenanigans um i don't really like to go up up against the mainstream media because I, i'm not looking to start a war but with that said I have been DM'd more times today than in, in a while, uh, and a lot of people were up in arms uh, this morning. Um, uh, of course, IGN, you know, infamous IGN, uh, ran a story about uh, 80% of all pre-orders are the PlayStation 5. And, of course, it's right away, it, it, is a, it is a clickbait title. What you, what you learn once you start, you know, peeling back the layers of this onion is that the poll that they used was people was only 500 people that, that that whoever did this poll I don't know if it was IGN or it was an outside source that did the poll but they only polled 500 people um which I thought was strange now again the one thing that that I dislike about IGN and there are quite a few things uh and I'm not going after anybody in particular I'm just talking about IGN as an entity is that a title like that, uh, where it clearly de de depicts them focusing on one particular brand. And, and you know something? The console war is never going to go away if big business like IGNs continue to tow it along. And that was completely a tow uh, you know, tagline. And um, it, it got a lot of people upset. Which again, it's just it's just words, people. It, you don't have to start, you know, threatening anyone or or, or, or breaking windows or flipping over tables. But I just thought it would be an interesting conversation because once you again you start peeling back the layers, it it just proves again that I it appears that this generation is going to be PlayStation in their corner. Now I don't know why that is. I don't know why they have taken such a gigantic or ginormous stand with PlayStation. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm not even going to suggest that they're being paid. I mean, they're probably having ads paid. I don't want to suggest anything otherwise. But Crispy, I want to go to you first on this because you were hot under the collar when we were talking in the DM. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, privately before the show went live. You know, when you when you hear this or when you see this article where it clearly states. 80% of all uh, next-gen pre-orders are PlayStation 5s. And then you start to understand that this was this is this is a bit of a BS title for sure. They they definitely want the clicks. It's a shame that a multi-million dollar company like IGN will continue to tow this console war of hate nonsense. I think I I I would like to believe that they're above it. Apparently not. What are your personal thoughts on this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, you know, it's a poll that they put on Twitter. They probably, you know, have more PlayStation followers than anybody. Or only the PlayStation people at that time were looking at it. Because I, I believe it was pretty short, the, the time frame. And you're going to go and use that as, as a clickbait uh, actual knowledge? I mean, are you kidding me right now? This is what IGN does. They they play with people's minds. They say, okay, we're going to be Xbox today, and then we're going to be PlayStation tomorrow. Well, now they feel the heat as far as PlayStation. They say, we have hired all these people that are PlayStation-centric and everything else. 
we need to keep PlayStation alive. We need to keep PlayStation in the limelight. We need to make sure that they they, they are the best. They are the absolute best. <laughs> okay? Well, guess what? All right? You got to understand that these consoles are sold out. We're seeing, what do we see? Pallets just being thrown out there. The series. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty cool. Where, yeah. where's, where's those PlayStation? You know what? I, I follow PlayStation dudes. Some of them are a little toxic, but they, they at least have a brain. You know, behind there, I just gotta gotta push through it. I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, are you in there? It's not hollow. Oh, oh, you, you have a brain. Okay, so why haven't they shown any pallets themselves? And hey, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we already we just saw an unboxing. If you're on Twitter today, yeah, of, of the Series X. So, and actually, I mean, my God, they engineered the boxing really good <laughs> actually you, you didn't you didn't see it that they showed off a big warehouse full of pallets of playstation 5 toolkits <laughs> <laughs> where were we where were we working at home depot <laughs> but uh, uh I, you know it this is this is ign at its finest they're looking for clickbait apparently they're desperate now and they they can't actually report news anymore even though i see some of the uh, unlocked podcasts on some very, very awesome podcasts like the Lords, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just I'm a little confused on how they're acting right now. That is a complete and total clickbait. I mean, off of a Twitter poll. Come on, are are you kidding me? That's this is a joke. It's like me saying, okay, to all my Xbox followers who pre-ordered, hey, eighty percent pre. I mean, get the hell out of here, dude. Like, I have more Xbox people. On my on my Twitter, you know, and, and I have like twenty three hundred now. So if twenty three hundred said all of that, then I say hundred percent order. <laughs> I mean, come on, I it, it's a joke, it's ridiculous, and it's also just asinine, and it, it just shows the credibility of of you know what we're looking at for media at this point. It, it's ridiculous, and you know what? God forbid I call them out, and now I'm a fanboy, but. For the love of God, get your head out of your ass. Do some actual journal journalism and and use your head and actually be objective instead of subjective, please. Yeah, no, I mean, I I absolutely agree with you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read the tweet directly. Uh, it, this is uh, this was uh, tweeted at IGN. Are, are you one of the many who have pre-ordered the PlayStation Five? Question mark. And in their thumbnail. PS5 is more than 80% of next-gen pre-orders. So this is what I wrote. And, I, and of course, I, I always try to write these shows as well as um, my tweets with, with you know, some intelligence. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not a Neanderthal where I'm just going to splurge out anything. I, I try to be very objective about what I wrote. So this is this is my first response. I said oh, I said really with two question marks. Because if I remember correctly, the initial botched undercover pre-orders for the PlayStation 5 were a low amount. And of the of the PS5s on the second pre-order were even lower. Inch, interesting how IGN got their hands on this info with a, with you know with with you know with a question mark. My second my second part of the uh, the, uh, the the tweet and I thought I thought this was even more interesting is we had uh, I said this uh, with two stars. Fun fact, Xbox is launching in 37 countries. Uh, for a worldwide launch on November 10th, whereas Sony's PlayStation 5 is releasing only in eight countries. By pure mathematics, 
This is once again pure lies and propaganda from IGN. And I wrote a hashtag just saying hashtag work hard for the money. Now, obviously, that was a little cheeky, and I didn't necessarily need to put it in there, but I did, probably because I'm an a-hole sometimes. So there you go. Uh, publicly admitted it. Uh, Noof, I, I want to get your opinion on it. Again, again this, is, this is not meant to be more than a 10-minute conversation, yeah. but, but it, it is worthy of a conversation. And if you look at the chat, now we have over almost 250 people here. Holy matrimony. Uh, uh, <laughs> holy mouth. I was going to say we got a couple of super chats. And then, of course, someone just blew my mind out. Uh, we have, first of all, we have a very good friend of the show, Smitty Smith. Drops an outstanding $2 super chat. And he says, I can smell the desperation at IGN, the book of X. And then we have a few more that just came in. We have one from Sparty On, who drops an outstanding $5, uh, $5 super, super chat. And he says, so disappointed with IGN, officially done with the hacks. Um, we have uh, Kea Sante. Wow, dude, a very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $20 super chat and says, greetings, boom, and panel. IGN is really losing, th uh, losing this. In addition to the poll, they really had uh, bad things to say about the Dirt 5, calling it not next generation on Series X when they uh, when they uploaded a 1080p, 30 frame, uh, 30 FPS footage. They keep fueling the console wars. Indeed, as a matter of fact, Dealer Gaming, good friend of this show, in fact, a good friend of just about this entire community, did a video, and he broke it down. And yes, uh, I can't say that it was Ryan McCaffrey that uploaded. I don't know who did it, so I don't want everyone to attack Ryan. I, again, I'm not a fan of his anymore, but I don't want you to go out and attack Ryan because I don't think that he uploaded it himself. I can't tell you. Um, but the actual footage that was put up there was done at 1080p, 30 frames per second. So it looked like shit, to be quite frank. Um, and you know, listen, it, 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 I, I say, if you guys have a problem with IGN, you probably should let them know in a, in a, in a proper manner, cursing, screaming, threatening, don't do any of that. Please don't do that. Cause then of course you the message gets lost in the rhetoric. So if you want to, you know, let them know that you're disappointed with their tactics, you can do it in a proper manner. Uh, you could be cheeky. You just don't, you just you know refrain from being nasty. And of course, uh, Noof, I'm sorry I cut you off, brother, but we have oh, Bounty Bone who <clears throat> dropped a ridiculous and unbelievable, generous one hundred dollars super chat. My God, Bounty Boom, I cannot thank you enough. He says I've been working these uh, these crazy hours, Boom. I haven't got a chance to listen to your show live, but today I can. Uh, let's get in on with the topics and I have to say that IGN sucks and that that's why I don't listen to none of their shows or YouTube channels. Come on, let's talk about it. Well, dude, first of all, thank you so much for the unbelievable generosity, but more importantly, yes, we, we are going to talk about it. Um, but Noof, listen, this has gotten a lot of people in the community fired up because again, if I, I don't, you, everyone that's on this panel right now, we don't go reaching for narratives, and I can, I can, I can honestly, in my heart of hearts, say that when I listen to clowns on a podcast, when I listen to Noof Nukem, and when I listen to Crispy Bomb, when I hear these gentlemen on a podcast, you never hear them trying to steer a narrative or steer a, a council war nonsense that we see. And IGN has proven once again. I mean, again, I, it's not a topic. But the, what, what Bounty Boom was talking about 
and what a few, a few people in the chat are talking about is Ryan McCaffrey did a video and or he did a, he did a, his article about the dirt five. And he basically and I, I don't have it in front of me. I, I, I can look it up. He said something to the effect that dirt five is just does not look next generation on the Series X. And if you just read that, you now are, 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 are you can assume that oh the Series X is just not that powerful, so Dirt Dirt Five looks shitty on it. Where it's it's Dirt Five is going to look the way it's going to look. And as a matter of fact, the, one of the lead designers came out and challenged that. Was actually quite upset about it. But when you see these constant digs at Microsoft at Xbox, and they're constantly boasting Sony at every chance they get. Isn't it isn't it okay to assume that maybe something more is at play than them just being favoritism? Well, absolutely. Look, the thing is with IGN and other sites like IGN, they are considered the mainstream medias. We we typically as YouTubers slash influence are not. Like we make videos and we do this out of our passion, out of our love for for talking games, and that is the thing. We're not influenced or biased by, at least at this point, I would hope we're not, but we're not influenced and biased by, say, you know, uh, a checkbook or sponsorships and different things like that. Nobody's telling us we have to hit a certain amount of viewers or we have to have so many this, so many that. Things are obviously are quite different in IGN. I also know that IGN is uh, a very different uh, publication than, than they were, um, you know, even 10, 10 years ago, right? They've been around a long time. Yeah. But... You know, like very few of their senior staff are still there uh, outside of, you know, some guys like Ryan McCaffrey and um, uh, who's the other guys. But uh, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the other guy. Yeah. yeah, A lot of their senior staff have moved on. If you look at a lot of the people that are writing their columns now or doing their videos, they're of the younger generation, you know, and, and, and they're coming in with their own take on the games industry, their own opinions. A lot of them are obviously at this point, they're they're skewed to a little bit more towards the most popular console, perhaps their console of choice, because that's where they started. You know, a lot of these kids that are doing the media now, they're they're coming in from, you know, the the, the late PS2 or late PS3 generation. They're not the Sega Genesis, Sega Dreamcast kind of kids or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, that sort of thing. And that's that's not a knock on them, but they go in with a lot of pressure. They're trying to they're trying to make a name for themselves. Um, you know, the fact that. You know, a lot of podcasts out there constantly bring up IGN or bring up the game subs or bring up Kotaku's and things and things. That's exactly what those guys want. They're 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 losing traffic by the day. And it doesn't matter, like I said, how they get it anymore. It's just like certain YouTubers. They don't they don't care anymore if they get traffic from hate or they get traffic from uh you loving everything that they say. The bottom line is they're getting traffic, they're getting revenue, they're getting hits, they're getting mentions, they are still relevant and they're still on the top of our tongues because we keep feeding in to exactly what we sort of hate from them if it makes any sense and nothing's ever going to change you know what the only thing it makes the only thing it does for me is it makes me actually appreciate and like xbox more because i feel like xbox got the big target on their back they're the they're the easiest ones to target and they always skew the narrative like i said they always find a way to find an angle so like they could say xbox didn't sell well this past year and that could be their title but then when you read through the article xbox didn't sell well say in a particular region but it kicked ass over somewhere else you know they, they fail to mention that basically ign is the media publication version of a sony playstation box where they like to highlight certain things at the top but they have the little 
little asterisks and stuff in the bottom at the end, and they never really point that out, right? They just let they let you know the knowledgeable fans know the difference. The stupid ones, well, they just carry the narrative and get on like, eh, look at that, look, at, Xboxes are burning down houses, and uh, Xbox sells like crap, and Xbox got no games. So you know, coming from the media background myself, I kind of get it. I'm not going to hold them entirely responsible. Do I like what they do? Do I? appreciate it no i certainly don't uh, it would be nice to see a little bit more favorable stuff but i think that we've learned right now is they get a lot more traffic from the negative assets calling the xbox because there is more say playstation and i'm not calling it the good fans the fans who have a playstation and an xbox and they know the difference between the two and and they they come with facts and they come with logic i'm talking about the crowd that feeds on the toxicity and the toxicity unfortunately is feeding our industry now even even in the news same thing with the news it's the toxic crap you see on the news every day that's feeding the flames and they're doing the same thing and i know how it works um, and that's how these guys keep a job. That's how IGN is trying to stay relevant in a time where it's almost impossible to stay relevant with YouTubers gaining massive market ground on them, taking away advertising space from them. So you kind of have to see it from both perspectives. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey, sometimes, you know, he, he hits the nail on the head too. And he calls stuff out really good. Other times you're like, Ryan, like, what are you doing, bro? Because you're generally, uh, you know, a voice for Xbox, and now you're slamming them, you know. And Jeff, I don't know what the stuff with Jeff Keeley lately, the, the Blink stuff. If you guys have been following this timeline, I don't know if that's supposed to be a, a a knock towards Xbox or a knock against them. But like, it seems like everybody's doing it, and I'm just like I said, I, I, it makes me mad. But at the end of the day, stay away from the site, stop linking their stuff, and just pay them no attention. Yeah, that's a great point. Obviously, I I, don't, I didn't even click on it, and I won't. Uh, I I won't give them the satisfaction, and I certainly won't. Uh, you know, be a part of the narrative that they're trying to push. Clowns. As we close out on this very little topic, uh, which uh, of course, I I again, I'm glad everyone was on the ingredients that we we could talk about it. What, what do you What are your thoughts on these tactics? I mean, listen, I I, I would never get in front of a campaign that suggests that iGen is on the take. That's ridiculous. I mean, do I think it exists? Look, there's corruption everywhere. Uh, do I think iGen is corrupt? No. Do I think that they, they, they're trying to fan, of, fan the flame for a council war? Uh, yes, I do. I, I think that that sells papers or, like, you know, obviously clicks and makes people from one side run to the other to see the other one lose. I just think that at this point, you know, with everything Microsoft has done good and how consumer friendly they continue to be and transparent, everything, everything that Microsoft is doing, folks, Sony is not. And that's not me trying to fan the flames. It's just a freaking reality. Everything Microsoft has done, Sony hasn't. That's that's a pure that's that's pure, cold, hard facts. But when you see this kind of rhetoric going on, are you disappointed or, you, or do you just expect it now from IGN? You know, to be honest with you, it just seems like this is not the first time that they've done something like this. So I'm, I'm very disappointed to see that it's something that's continuing. You would figure going into next gen that it would seem less biased because it seems like that this time that, you know, Xbox definitely has the upper hand as far as the narrative power price, um, all the free stuff they're giving consumers, the advantages. So to, for to see this from coming from IGN just seems very uh, without an actual source of where they got the numbers. It just seems very disrespectful to be honest. And it, it seems like it's that it's very clickbaity and it seems that there's no credibility 
to this. I mean, 80% of all pre-orders going to next gen being PS5. Like, where do they get these numbers from? They just come out of thin air. What about all the, the consoles that were oversold by retailers that are being canceled left and right on yeah. the PS5? Uh, they didn't take any of this into consideration. So if you just went across the whole internet and you just tallied up all the retailers, they'd be like, oh yeah, we sold this many PS5s, but guess what? We actually could only legally sell two instead of 25 because our stock was only two. I mean, think about it that way. So are they going to adjust these stats to show what the retailers actually had available to sell? Um it's just being more of a Sony hype man this generation and at the start of the generation to make it look like that Xbox is underneath Sony again and that Xbox is losing against Sony when really, you know, we talked about this, the console war is over. I mean, Xbox is no longer in competition with Sony. You can sit here and tell me, oh, well, we're you know, hardware versus hardware. It's still competition. No, Xbox doesn't even care about that. They have so much money. They spent more on ZeniMax than Sony's worth in a day. So you want to tell me that's competition? No, it's not competition. Xbox is worried about Amazon, the Googles of the world. They're not worried about little old Sony. So you know what, IGN? You want to keep clickbaiting and fooling everybody? You're only fooling yourself because when the real competition is there and it's just Xbox, Amazon, and Google, you're going to have no one that wants to come to you for any type of coverage for all this crap that you keep doing. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's 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 unfortunately, uh, it, it, it's it's their way of staying relevant, and, and and I applaud all the content creators on YouTube for that. Uh, obviously, I, I'm small. Like, I mean, I, I'm I'm at sixty six hundred subs. Not not a lot of subs. When you look at some of the other, you know, people that that we know that we 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 podcast with, and it's but but again, not saying that my show isn't as relevant as let's say French and RDX with Dealer and those guys, which is one of my favorite, my, my personal favorite pro programs. But I think that from small to big and big to small, we all stand for something. And I think that if we continue to push out quality content and we, we, we get away from the hate rhetoric, and I'm not picking on any particular shows. Some of my favorite personal shows, of course, are is RDX, of course, is um, the Iron Lords podcast. These are podcasts that don't harp on the negativity, that harp on just gaming. And if we continue to do that as, as content creators, we're going to put more pressure on the IGNs. Now, granted, I don't like, I th that's why I don't, I'm not sub to any, anybody. I don't watch any of their things. I, obviously stuff comes on my timeline, but that can't be helped. But I think that if we continue to just do what we do, and be excited about gaming. Eventually, they're they're going to get the message, and and they're eventually going to have to maybe change their ways. Who the heck knows? But let's uh, let's let's get to the the topic that I know Crispy Bomb is probably twiddling his thumbs to get to. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is part of the bits and bites section of the show. And if, if you're if you're new to the channel, I want to say welcome here with open arms. If you have say what what what's bits and bites, basically what they are, they're smaller topics that necessarily don't that won't take up like a chunk of an hour. Um, and uh, then the first bits and bite one happens to be about uh, 
but the fighting genre. Now, obviously, in gaming, the, sh- the fighting genre has had a long span of great franchises. And it's very easy to equate Street Fighter, King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown, Super Smash Brothers, and even Killer Instinct. Though there is one particular fighting franchise that not only continues to evolve the genre, but it really does put everyone on blast and i'm talking about netherrealms mortal Kombat, more specifically mk11 now since it's uh modern day entry into the next generation uh with mk one of the big things one of the big highlights for mk has been its guest characters and they have become like a big event every time one is announced now uh, this this started with Mortal Kombat uh, as far as going far as far back as uh, Mortal Kombat Nine. We had Mortal Kombat X come out, and of course Mortal Kombat Eleven. And what we've had have been pretty epic. We've had Alien, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, the Joker, Kratos on the PlayStation version of MK, uh, Leatherface, Predator, RoboCop, Spawn, and of course the T eight hundred in the Terminator, and. Added to that list of superstars was the new announcement that came with the new combat pack number two that was announced last week. And it's including one of the 80s best characters, along with Rain and Melina, two fan favorites, especially Mortal Kombat fan favorites. And I'm talking about John freaking Rambo. Now, listen, I did not see a lot of people doing stories about this or even talking about it. I saw it on a little bit of a blip on, uh, on, like on Twitter. But I figured because no one was talking about it, we have to talk about John Rambo. John Rambo coming to freaking Mortal Kombat. I mean, first of all, besides his knife grenades and rocket launches, you know that his world famous M60 machine gun is going to set up some serious and outrageous fatalities. And I'm going to have to go first to Crispy Bomb. Now, Crispy, you specifically said, my God, boom, thank you for the invite. My God, you cannot not talk about this particular topic. What are your thoughts on John Rambo joining the long list of incredible guest characters that continue to wow Mortal Kombat fans? Well, I mean, uh, come on. You got you got <laughs> Arnold versus Sly, baby. Oh, my God. I'm a huge – and I know Noof's going to go in on this, but I'm a huge Sly fan. I mean, I mean, Sylvester is, is the man, in my opinion. Um, the only thing, as far as a Mortal Kombat standard, I, I know he's going to be a heavy. He's going to be probably playing uh, similar to – the T eight hundred and everything else. So, you know, RoboCop. It's, yeah, I was going to say it, it RoboCop. Feels, I, I, I yeah. feel like I feel like it's going to be very similar. He's going to be he's going to be like oh, you know, like every every movement is going to be like this solid movement. Um, I actually knew about him a while ago. Uh, I also knew about Molina, and actually, you could tell in the teaser that Ed Boon did. Uh, he 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 showed a Tarkatan and and. Actually, Melina is like the queen of Tarkatans, so that's why you, you like. Why does she have her face like like a Baraka? Well, it, it, she's a, she's a Tarkatan. So yes, yes she um, 
she's she's uh she's the sexiest car Targon, but she's Targon. Um, you know, if you ever seen that movie Teeth, you 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 might be like, no, hell no. <laughs> uh, but uh, Melina has always been hit or miss for me. I've been like, eh. Rambo. I was like, well, I'm not into heavy characters. Like, yes, I can play with them. I can be good with them at times. I can be horrible with them. But then you threw the curveball at me and you threw Rain in there. Yeah. And Rain is my boy. Rain is old school to the T. And what I saw even in that trailer, this dude is going to have some moves that are going to be like, people are going to be like, yo, what the hell just happened? He's going to be floating through water and he's going to be he's going to be like uh, a, a scorpion times 10 i'm telling you people are going to be messing you up if they play as rain because rain back in the day was the man like he was the character that was like nobody heard of but everybody eventually knew and that's the beauty <laughs> of it and 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 he's you know he's he's a ninja status and he has new moves um, I'm thinking that, you know, that, that, that three pronged little claw that he jabbed into her is going to come into play and he might be even throwing that at you just to warn you people. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting because at first I was like, nah, I ain't buying this. I already knew who was coming and I'm like, Melina, eh, you know, it is what it is. Like she could play like Sonia. She could play like Katana. She plays like Katana. I'm down for that. If she plays like Sonia, no, I ain't down for that. So I was like, Rain, I know what he is. You can't really change that too much, no matter what you do, because they never really have. It's he's always been able to teleport and and, and use the, the water advantage as, as I like to call it, because you know, Scorpion uses flames, Sub Zero uses ice. This right. dude is just like liquid, you know what I'm saying? And and the beauty of it is the way they set it up because it's in the jungle. You know what I mean? Like, and then you got, you got Melina just basically eating the, the Tarkatan, which everybody's like, is that Baraka? No, it ain't Baraka. <laughs> Baraka, Baraka is her jam. Like that's where she stops. She's like, Oh, Baraka. Yeah, no, we ain't messing with Baraka, <laughs> but yeah, that, that little Tarkatan was like, Oh no. And then, <laughs> Yeah, you got you got hit with rain, and Molina came and grabbed your butt, <laughs> and then all of a sudden your head came flying out. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> like it was great, and and then all of a sudden Rambo runs in there, and you know Rambo, like all the movies are either in the jungle or the forest, so <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you know it was it was a it was a glorious thing. This is why they get the money they get. This yeah. is why this game is still relevant. And 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 top it off, Rambo, that's actually Sylvester Stallone's voice. Yeah, speak, speak, confirmed speak on that for, it. Yeah, speak on that for a second because that that's a big deal, man. Get getting him to do the actual voice. It's it's Sylvester Stallone. And the beauty I had I watched multiple like when people saw it, they're like, Man, he sounds mean. He said that's exactly the right. <laughs> that's Rambo, baby. Like, you know, this this is gonna be crazy because this, Yo, is what, as, as, <laughs> this is this is what this is what us as gamers always want is to like be able to pit, you know, even though they didn't get Arnold's voice, which I think they should just hire Noof, just saying. But they, they you know, they didn't get Arnold's voice, but it still has the likeness of it. And and then you have 
you have freaking Rambo. I mean, these are back in their prime. This is yeah. this is glorious to me. It like is. this yeah. is like this is like I'm just gonna I'm gonna play as Rambo just to face you know uh, Arnold, and it's just gonna be awesome. Because now they're like best buddies, it feels like with the with the expendables and all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, like I can't wait for this. Like it's amazing to me. And of course, they're probably gonna, you know, get me with forty dollars again. I mean, uh, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we've seen prices yet. I hope it's twenty. I mean, but I mean, you're gonna get me again because you got rain, and then you got the the uh, imagination factor of me being old school and watching all like, like you do like freaking Sylvester and uh what is it um a demolition man freaking yeah. awesome yeah. I love that movie him and Wesley Snipes that was just classic dude yeah. like amazing movie and and this is the point like dude like this is like coming and, and tearing back like the nostalgia but at the same time people are like who the hell is rambo like these younger younger yeah, people are like, yeah. well, I you mean, know there, there was a recent film so i mean the, the, there there is some correlation to who he is uh the 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 last blood if you didn't see it was awesome yeah. no i gotta see it i i just it's on netflix dude, been, dude. I mean, been, it's on amazon i think it's on amazon prime dude it's, oh that there you go i got amazon prime and, so. and and watch the unrated version it's even more gory than what the regular film was <laughs> see and that's what we used to that's what we grew up with though like a lot of people don't realize that like like all this gore and like a game like gears or mk11 that's that, come on man like oh dude we've seen people's heads get ripped off and like all kinds of wild stuff like and it was so horrible, horribly CGI'd, or even tried to be realistic with a dummy. Like it was, it was horrible. And this is this is the beauty of video games. You get to uh, kind of go go back and go say, "Wow, this is actually happening right now." And I'm I, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a big deal. Now, Noof, I want to bring you in, but before I do, I, I have to call on Arnold real quick because. Yeah, he. I think he might be a little upset, and I, I want him to get get on the show and, and speak his speak his truth. You know, first of all, Schwarzenegger, as, as everyone knows, was not asked to do the voice of the T eight hundred, which I thought was rude. Uh, I, I thought it was a miss for the, the Nether Realm, who is just hitting home runs left and right. There's no doubt about that. And now you hear that John Rambo is being voiced by none other than Sylvester Stallone himself, and he sounds, I mean, authentic for Rambo. Arnold, listen, I, I know this is going to be a tough subject for you, and I flew you in here, and you know, obviously, we, we did scrape the bottom of the bank to get you to get you here. Uh, to be here on time. What what are your thoughts of Rambo joining you, uh, uh, your character in Mortal Kombat 11? But are are you upset that they didn't hire you, but they hired him? Well, first of all, of course I'm upset that they didn't hire me to do the voice of the character. I really wanted to do that, but uh, for whatever reason, they just went on ahead with some uh, really terrible voice imitator. So I didn't get in on the floor. But I am very glad that Stallone is in the game because finally, after all of these years of all the crap talk and the back and forth, now I can actually go out there and I can kick his ass. So, <laughs> you know, for the last couple of months I've been in the game and I've been kicking some Zero's ass, and now I'm going to kick his ass and I'm going to call him just plain Zero. He's going to be dead meat. I'm going to take the Rambo to town and I'm going to show him exactly how the Terminator works. And um, that is it for him. He's going to be done like a shish kebab. Okay. (laughs) 
I mean, listen, th- first of all, thanks so much for taking the time to fly out here from California. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, ha- hopefully you're enjoying Thanksgiving with Noof because, you know, obviously he does have a, uh, uh, you know, cook a good meal. Noof, for you personally, Mortal Kombat 11, it seems to me, at least in my opinion, is the game that keeps giving. Now, granted, the DLC does cost money if you want to be a part of it. You know, they did release the second one, uh, which was uh, it wasn't like a second season. It's literally like a new campaign. And it was 40 bucks, and I would imagine that these new characters are not going to cost that because it was an original campaign. For you, are you surprised that they were able to get Rambo in the game? Well, it's kind of a shocker. I mean, the fact that they went out and got Arnold, but here's the kind of the odd part. Like, first of all, they bring Arnold in, they have his likeness down, and the likeness looks pretty good. Uh, they didn't do the voice, though, for whatever for whatever reason. The other weird thing is they kind of went with the newer version of the Terminator uh, inside the game as opposed to the older version of Terminator. Now, with Rambo, they go out and they actually get Sylvester Stallone to do the voice, but they put his older likeness in the older version of rambo which is kind of interesting the you know based on the the probably the rambo 2 model which is probably his most recognizable rambo 2 rambo 3 you know when you think about rambo those are usually the first movies that come to mind you know it's it, it kind of feels different in the last couple of rambos even though they're amazing movies so i mean i think it's really cool for the game i think for a lot of us guys on the panel it's you know it's it's not only cool for mortal Kombat, but it's like a it's almost like a the nostalgia throwback to us kids of the 80s you know because yeah. You got Rambo in there from the 80s, the Terminator from the 80s. You got Freddy Krueger from the 80s. I mean, the list the list goes on here. Like, it's just, it's almost like the who's who now of a, a celebrity kick fest for Mortal Kombat. So we're really cool on them. You know, they're expanding out. They, they know there's a market for these characters. And, you know, that that's the funny thing, right? There's probably lots of kids out there picking up Mortal Kombat going, like, who's this guy? Who's that? Because <laughs> I, I have people at work. I'm not kidding you. People at my work, like some of the kids that I work with, like they don't know who these people are. They don't even know anything about their backlog of movies. I'm not kidding. I, I can't hilarious. remember. I asked somebody a while back. I, I don't know. Was it was the Terminator or something. They, they never even watched it. They never even heard of it. It's like, like what rock are you living under? But, you know, I bet you if you, if you say, hey, do you know these Fortnite dances? They'd be like, yeah, I know those. I can do those. You know, like, like that's the weird world we live in. It's like but I suppose to, to an all fairness to, I probably wouldn't know generations beyond me either. You know what I mean? Like lots of, lots of people would bring up guys like say maybe like Clint Eastwood of the sixties and seventies and Marlon Brando and those guys. And I'm not really familiar with a lot of their work. You know what I mean? So in all fairness, it's just, we, we are a product of the generations we come up in. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. Lots of people in the chat are like saying, Hey, Chuck Norris should be in the game. Bruce Lee, those guys. And, and you never really know. Honestly, you know, if you're really funny. If you're, well, I think that, I think, the next character to get for this game, if they decide to add any more, it has to be John Wick. John Wick would be amazing. Oh my game. god, dude, that would be, would be for it, amazing. You know? Yeah. And if I was designing a Rambo, a Rambo fatality, here's what I do: I have the, I'd have the the traditional Rambo rocket launcher. I basically shoot it up the guy's bunghole, send him into outer space, take out the M60, do a headshot on his head, watch his body fall back to Earth, and then land on one of those original Rambo spike strips. You know what I mean? Wow, that's real, that's graphic. I love it. <laughs> that would be how I do it. I think it's really cool. Really, this really cool. Like this is the kind of DLC that I can get behind stuff that I would spend the money on. It's as long as it's reasonably priced. I know I think the the new modes and upgrades are sort of, I think they're kind of free for people to have the older game. You still have to spend the money to buy the DLC and the characters and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it'd be pretty, pretty, pretty cool indeed. So, you know, get Shogazuki in there by 
while you're at it, guys. They'll have yeah. a little have a real ninja in there. You know, there you go. Oh, well, now you're now you're talking. Uh, first of all, well, clowns. Before I get to you, brother, I want to welcome Shandi to the show. Shandi, welcome, brother. Thank you for uh, asking to, to jump on. It just so happens that we do have room, and you're here on the perfect topic with we're talking about Mortal Kombat. So thanks for being here, dude. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely appreciate that very much. Uh, and uh, Shandi, we'll come to you in a second. Clowns, you are a kid of the 80s. Uh, like myself, you appreciate where we came from. Um, obviously, films nowadays, they're so uh, packed with CG. Back in the days, it was just, you know, rubber bodies that, the, the, you know, you can tell that they were dummies. But we, we all laughed at it. We all laughed at the uh, the Rambo films and stuff like that. And to hear that, 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 that uh, Nether Realms, more specifically, um, Mortal Kombat was able to get Rambo to put him in there. I, I think it's a big deal, and I think it's going to move more copies because there are going to be there are a ton of older gamers that appreciate, uh, the, you know, this '80s kind of humor. What, what are your thoughts on Rambo coming to the game, dude? Um, to be honest with you, I think that's a pretty cool idea. It's really cool to see that Mortal Kombat has evolved into such a game where they can incorporate other iconic characters. I think it's really good for the future of the franchise in general because it could just honestly, I mean, there's no end to the possibilities of what they could do with this game. So seeing Rambo come to this is definitely something that I'm pretty excited about. And I actually just recently got Mortal Kombat. Sorry, Crispy. I had to wait a long time. Um, so, <laughs> so I can't wait to get into this. And I'm thinking about you know picking up some of these DLC characters and and things and trying to learn how to to play this game. I haven't played this really honestly uh, since Mortal Kombat Three. I haven't been good at the game. You know that's how long it was where I used to be a master at mashing those keyboard the the buttons in the arcade and the joysticks. Um, so I've really got to study this game and get back into it because it seems like guys like Crispy out there are just waiting to tear people like me up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, listen, it's it's a fun fighting game, but more, but but more specifically, the story in the game, the campaign, you it is probably second to nobody. I'm going to be honest with you, it, it it is pretty unbelievable, and it's just NetherRealm continues to evolve a franchise that went from that's been around for for quite a bit. I mean, since the Genesis days, for crying out loud. So I mean, the, the fact that they can that you know uh, we saw Green Blood on the Genesis version. Uh, I think no, I'm sorry, on the Super Nintendo version, as opposed to the Red Blood on the on the Genesis version, and we are now in 2020, and we're talking about Rambo coming to. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. Real quick, let me shout out Cloud Practitioner with the very generous and outrageous ten dollars super Genesis. Much respect to Boom and the rest of the panel. Well, thank you, sir. We definitely appreciate the kind words. And as we close in on five people here if you're new i want to say welcome uh this kind of fun banter is what you get with all of my programming and uh, the, the this quality kind of uh panel is is usually the norm obviously uh today we have we have a couple of guests you know we obviously have Nuf nukum who has this program on tuesday evenings which is gaming after dark uh on um on his YouTube channel, Sean D has his own, of course, YouTube channel. Uh, but, but but obviously, Crispy Bomb every week on on uh, Friday mornings, Breakfast with Boom, and Clowns is here every Monday evening. And if you enjoy this kind of banter and you're new to the program, consider subscribing to the channel. But more importantly, 
If you're here, if you're already a fan, please do me a favor and hit that like button, folks. You don't understand. It does help this channel grow, and I've seen some unbelievable growth in the last uh, 30 to 60 days. It's just been incredible, and that is thanks to you guys and gals for supporting this channel. But um, Shandi, uh, you obviously, like I said, as we move on to the third topic, you're here for Mortal Kombat. What, what are your thoughts on the fact that NetherRealm, but Ed Boon was able to secure and produce John Rambo into the next DLC pack? I just think, I just think Mortal Kombat, in comparison to all the other fighters, are like just being really smart with how they pivoted, and like they like starting from Mortal Kombat Nine, they like redid the story. And made it like this, like a uh, cinematic movie watching kind of thing. Like I remember, I was watching my buddy uh, play Mortal, or he was watching uh, Mortal Kombat Ten playthrough, and I was like, "Dude, this is what Mortal Kombat now looks like." He's like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "So we're like watching the story arc like a movie to the point that I went and I was like, okay, I gotta go back. I gotta at least watch nine. I went and played ten. Then I went and played eleven. Like." The way they're doing it is so smart. And then having 80s characters, they know that their audience isn't just 16, 17-year-olds. They know their audience is also yes. guys who grew up on it, the 30 to up to 50 crowd. You know, They know we are still playing these games. They know we are willing to buy for nostalgia. It would be, it would be really cool if you saw like a uh, – because because now they have, they have uh, Sylvester Stallone. They got Arnold Schwarzenegger. They technically got John Claude Van Damme with Johnny Cage. It would be Pretty cool much, if they yeah. in a Dolph Lundgren <laughs> character uh, playing like uh, from uh, Red Sonia. That would be pretty cool. Or yeah. uh, pull out and who who else was big in the eighties? I, I, I saw mean, I saw some John McClane. Did you get Johnny Jackie Chan? <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan would great. be kind of dope in there. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. he has he has definitely has the skills for sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, listen, I, I don't know what other horror. For, I mean, I, I mean, I, again, I know he's Marvel, but wouldn't it be kind of dope to get Blade in there? You know, Ooh, Blade would be a great yeah, character. Be, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's yeah, yeah, like Blade. Blade. Yeah, yeah, Blade would be kind of dope. Yeah, that, but. Just kudos to like Mortal Kombat for staying relevant as far as uh, fighters go. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, and again, they they continue to push the envelope and remain relevant in a genre that had been all but dead. And and and, and that's the truth. I mean, obviously, Street Fighter Five came out. That was a PlayStation Four exclusive. Did not do very well. As a matter of fact, if you don't know, it was one of the worst selling play. Um, uh, Street Fighters in history of the franchise, which is why when six does get released, uh, don't believe the hype about it going to be exclusive. It's not. It is not. I don't. I, I can't say. It. I don't have a good authority to prove it. But my, uh, Capcom made that deal because they were in uh, dire need of money. They were on the on the brink of filing for Chapter Eleven in Japan. And that would have been a disaster. And obviously, 2017's Resident Evil 7 came out, and the company's been hitting pay dirt ever since. So expect that when Street Fighter 6 does come out, it is going to be released on both consoles. Uh, but you know what? I want to move on to, of course, the next topic of the evening. And speaking of Sony, we're going to bring them into the conversation, but we're going to do it in a polite manner, of course, because obviously we don't chase trends here. 
Now, PlayStation has officially confirmed their backwards compatibility with the PlayStation 5. And surprisingly, uh, Jim Ryan was correct in saying that 99% of the games will be backwards compatible. According to the list, only 10 are not available. And that's pretty impressive, to be quite honest with you. But you have to start reading the fine print, and we start to get into the weeds a little bit here. Now, look, much like many things Sony does with the PlayStation and, and the brand itself, you kind of needed a bit of a PhD to figure out what works and what doesn't. And I say this because Microsoft's backwards compatibility is pretty straightforward and easy to understand. Pop a disc in, download the title, and like magic, all of your save data comes along with you, as well as HD. You know, obviously, you're gonna you're gonna get HDR in games like um, Fusion Frenzy, which is pretty ridiculous considering the game came out in 2001. You're gonna get the faster loading times. You're gonna get in most cases. Bumped up frame rates that improve drastically. Games that are unlocked and the frame rate will go from 30 to 60. And some titles will even go from 60 to 120. Now, that is the Xbox. That is not the PlayStation. Now, to inform PS4 and PlayStation 5 owners on how backwards compatibility was going to work, they added not one, but two blog posts explaining how it worked. Now, to be honest... It wasn't as straightforward as you think, uh, as you would think, like saves between PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Uh, if, if you are, and this is, this is, I think this is a bit of a, a talking point. If you are a PlayStation Plus uh, member, like I am, you do have cloud saves. Uh, if you are not, then you are going to have to manually transfer those saves, and you can do it on a flash drive, or you can do it via the internet, and you can move those. Um, um, those saves over, but Sony does say that uh, that some saves on games that are on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, that, that is a de- developer decision and will vary from title to title regarding cross-generational games. But once again, folks, this is where we start to get into the weeds a bit of the transparency that goes right out the window when talking Sony and the PlayStation brand. Uh, Now, Sony has talked about the boost mode that will enhance titles. Uh, The problem, as of this show, there is no listing at all to inform gamers on what titles will take advantage of the boost mode. Now, we do know that some Insomniac games are going to get a boost mode because Insomniac went out in there and tweeted about that. But we don't have an official list from Sony. Now, the second issue is a bit more concerning, and this was pulled directly from PlayStation support on their website. And this is where, I again, I think we may run into some issues. It says some PlayStation 4 games may exhibit errors or unexpected behavior while being played on the PlayStation 5 console. We advise you to try out, boot up, and play your PlayStation 4 game on your PlayStation 5 console to see if you are happy with the experience before buying and downloading content for those titles. Again... If you saw what I'm talking about, it is a, ve- a, a lot of a lot of corporate speak instead of just being like, hey, you have a disc, you pop it in, this is how you play games, and you go. Um, and I don't know why that is. Now, my my first guess is because obviously I think that the 
generation's comment or the ideology that Jim Ryan had might have backfired on Sony because there are a lot of people who find backwards compatibility important. I do. I have about 30 games on disc. As a matter of fact, all of Sony's first-party games, I, I just buy all of their stuff on disc. Same thing for Nintendo. I buy the cards. Xbox, I buy everything digital, unless, of course, it is a collector's edition. Sometimes you just can't help it, um, and you and you get the disc. But for the most part, I'm I'm pretty like 98.5% digital. Um, but you know, I, I want to go to, of course, um, Noof on this first. Now, obviously, backwards compatibility did not seem to be an important aspect for Sony. As you, if you recall, before their event, when asked about games launching on the PlayStation 4, it was a moot point, uh, according to Jim Ryan and Sony. They, they kind of really dug their heels in the sand and say, if you want next generation, you're going to play on a PlayStation 5. That's why we designed this console, and that's why we're doing what we're doing. And then obviously after the event, well, they got a lot of backlash because Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be there. Um, Horizon, uh, the Forbidden West is going to be there potentially. Um Something like a God of War 2, you would expect, is probably going to be on the PlayStation 4 as well. When you when you read how it how their backwards compatibility works and that there's no real concrete um, I, idea on what gets boosted and what doesn't, are, are you as confused as some of, of the ga of gamers in the community? Nufi, you there, brother? Oh. Uh, I thought it was handing out the question to someone else here. Yeah, man, I'm I'm still here. Yeah, um, it it's been it's definitely been confusing. It's not as cut and dried, and certainly as clear as Microsoft, which is you know basically we, we've known how this sort of stuff works on the Xbox console for the last couple of years, and I suspect it's only going to get better. But um, you know, with Sony. Like I said, we're not really sure exactly what their full intentions are. Like I said, everything seems to have an asterisk behind it. Now, I saw how certain companies are coming out and clarifying, like Naughty Dog put out a post and said, you know, this game, this game, this game, and this game, we're all going to work uh, backwards compat. You know, and at the end of the day, um, you know, at the end of the day, this is one of those, those mute topics, in my opinion, where... It matters, but it's not the be-all, end-all. Like, at the end of the day, I think it's great if the PlayStation has, you know, a, a lot of games right out of the box, especially for those who are going to be late adopters to the new hardware. And I suspect some people definitely will be sort of late to the show because of the, the cost, the entry-level cost to get in on the PlayStation 5. So um, I definitely think it's important for them to have a lot of their major titles, especially their first-party stuff, uh, ready to go out of the box. And hopefully they... they in, you know, they get some sort of an increase or an upgrade. Uh, like you see a lot of the Xbox stuff is getting, um, you know, some of the games aren't even optimized and they're already getting like that full 60 frames and uh, performance, stuff like that, you know. And when you hear that word boost, it always... <laughs> makes me feel a little bit cringy on some of that stuff like beast mode and boost mode it's like uh, i think what was it xbox had a, a tweet was it last year something like that like our whole console is beast mode or something like that yeah uh -huh. um, you know i think one of the executives tweeted out and i made me laugh right so but at the end of the day like for me as a as a multi-console gamer it's it's not the be all end all it, it's in, it's important but it's not something that would make me go well i'm not buying a playstation 5 like 
you know, we, we get the reason behind Miles Morales. I think we all know now at the end of the day, it was a money move. Um, they wanted to promote it as a PS5 kind of deal. Now it comes out that it is available on PS4. And there, there's a lot of things that they're still, you know, marketing for PlayStation 5 only to try to get people over on that side of the show. So they're, they're very devious, but this doesn't really surprise me with Sony's marketing and the way they go about things. Uh, they like to promote stuff they know. They can gloat about and anything else, uh, you know, if the, if the competition does it better, they sweep it under the rug and it becomes, like I said, a very asterisky kind of points. So I don't really have a lot to say on it. I don't know the full details yet, but they have been a little bit sketchy and uh, I hope fans do their homework. Uh, if backwards compat is something that's very important to you and you're looking to trade in your console, I suggest you at least know what the PlayStation 5 and can or cannot do. Uh, when you decide to plunk down that, you know, four or $500 purchase in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Now, real quick, I just kind of want to make a public service announcement. If you are an Xbox fan, registration for Xbox Fan Fest has just opened up. Uh, you can go directly to oh, xbox.com um, and just let everyone and just uh, confirm that you want to, you want to, you know, they, they're going to confirm your identity through your Xbox Live account. It literally just went live. I'm doing it as I'm doing the show, which I'm trying to multitask. So, uh, if you are, if you if you want to be, I, I had I had the opportunity to be a part of Fan Fest thanks to Gotham guy who's in the chat by the way last year, and it was amazing. Obviously, this is going to be a digital event, but with that said, it's still going to be cool, and there's going to be a lot of stuff, potentially prizes and things. Um, you can, uh, you know, sign up for, but, you know, let me bring Sean D into the conversation. Sean D, now you and I have had conversations about, uh, the differences between the way Sony is doing things this generation and the way things Microsoft are doing things this generation and Microsoft being transparent and being forth, uh, forthcoming with how backwards compatibility work as is, is, is super easy. Literally, if you have the disc, you pop in, you're good. Um, but Sony, again, they had to release multiple blog posts on how-tos, which I find to be a little strange. What, what are your thoughts on the, the, the no list for the boost mode? And obviously, it's, and it's great that their games work, but when you hear, yeah, all games work, but you see that warning come out, it, it's a little concerning. So my biggest issue was when they did the uh, showcase was that I didn't get information on the backwards compatibility. Because like I told you before, I, I don't own a PS4. My thought process was, am I going to buy a PS4 to play these old games? Or am I going to get a PS5 and I'll just play everything over there? So because they didn't give me that information then, I was a little uh, gun shy to buy a PS5 when the uh, pre-orders came out. Now that they released this information, I feel a lot better about it. Um, I'm looking on the blog site and from what I'm seeing, everything looks pretty standard as far as backwards compatibility. It says for the digital edition, if you own the games digitally, they'll be they'll be up there as games you've already played tied to your PSN. Um, you would just re-download the games and be able to play them. Uh, if you buy it, if you get the physical model, you can put your disc in, they'll play. And if not, um, you can get whatever your digital games are from the digital store and, and buy them. So everything looks pretty uh, pretty on brand now. But when it first did release, yes, it was very like confusing because I was watching um, uh, the Lord's uh, podcast and was going into 
he was based off the verbiage. It seemed confusing. It seemed like they might have been trying to charge people to change over from their PS4 version to their PS5 version. But it seems like everything is very similar to how Xbox is going to do it, which makes me really happy, which means now I can feel comfortable enough to go actually buy a PS5. I mean, okay. I mean, and, and you know what? I, I'm, I, like I said, I, I'm hoping that we don't see people saying that you know they, they can't play a game they want to play. Obviously, that's that's not what we want to hear. We want to hear that if you have a game, uh, that it's going to work. What is still a little bit confusing, and I want to bring, um, uh, you know, what? let me bring Cybernox, who's here. By the way, for, first of all, Cybernox, welcome to the program, there, brother. How you doing, man? Glad I could make it. I was it was iffy. Some people yeah. showed up unexpectedly here at the house. They they wanted to see Oliver, so I was just like, ah, oh, hey, you know, you, you can't turn people away. What are we do, you know? Yeah, well, listen, so, obviously, yeah, I'm glad this, to be this, here. This is a family first uh, podcast, brother. So you make sure that you handle your business, and I'm glad that you did. But getting into the Sony backwards compatibility, yeah. uh, a lot of people walked away last week because it happened. Uh, we got all the information towards the end of the week. I think it was either Thursday or Friday, and a lot of people were a bit perplexed because Sony did not actually. You know, they, 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 they weren't as clear as some people wanted. Um, and uh, one of the things that we know for an absolute fact is that when you pop a game in, an older game, something, let's say, for instance, again, like Fusion Frenzy, it is going to mm-hmm. uh, get, it's going to be brute force through the uh, through the backwards compatibility. It's going to get, uh, it's going to be enhanced. We know that every title that comes across the Series X or S is going to be enhanced in one way or another. Well, we don't know that for a fact for Sony, which is, you know, a little, a little, I, I, I guess it's a, it's not concerning because obviously people are buying a PlayStation 5 because you want to play PlayStation 5 games, but there is a subsect of people like Shandi who missed out on a lot of their earlier titles that yeah. might want to play them. Uh, wh- wh- what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's kind of weird, right? We're like in this middle of, we're like in this transitioning phase, which it's kind of weird what's going on between these two companies. Um, on Sony's end, it, it seems like they delivered, they want to deliver you some good news followed up by some, uh, some, some gray area, area news, you know, some blurry news. Um, it just seems to be their pattern now. Now I read the blog. Um, there's so many words there that, um, selective games will take advantage of the boost mode and this this and that and what we've been seeing so far at least from the xbox end is how these older games let's say a Sekiro or you know any other uh, the loading times and the frame rate and things like that like me personally i didn't finish Sekiro and i kind of want to go back and take advantage on uh, on it uh on the series x just because of the frame rates alone now on sony I know they've said uh, before this 4,000 thing, it was going to be their first top 100 games played on their service that they were going to originally do, things like that. So we still don't know what the case is. I mean, they say it's like 99% of their library is going to be playable, right? But the caveat, it's like, oh, some may exhibit some errors. Don't purchase anything before you test the game out. Um, And it's it's a bit unfortunate. And I do understand um that we want to buy these next gen system i was actually one of those guys i was just like listen i i would hope that most of these games will come with all the features that are intended for next gen right uh the ray tracing you know the everything all the bells and whistles but you know i do understand that we 
we potentially we have some games that we haven't gotten to this generation. I know a lot of people who have who are holding off on playing games just so they can experience them on the new consoles because they're gonna get better experiences at least on on the Xbox Series X. Um, with PlayStation, it's just been a little bit murky. Like we don't understand. Um, they haven't been as transparent as um as microsoft has and i think these these blog posts that they put up just you know rectifies that you look at it and, and then it's just one i think Noof is the one that mentioned it. it was like it comes with an asterisk it's like one thing after another you know some some games may be playable you know some function some functionalities may not work um there's some ps4 games that won't work you know they're ps4 only someone won't won't take advantage of the features you know it, it's it's so it's like they're not transparent they're they're just feeding you things now at this point just seems that they want to put some kind of information out there just to put information so their fan base can take you know something out of it so all us as gamers can see and say oh hey hey yeah they are doing something but yeah i think in this transition phase especially this first few months because we are seeing a lot of people looking at these older games um, and saying, oh, man, maybe I will try out. Look uh, like, you know, Forza just went into Game Pass and it skyrocketed. Uh, it went back on the top 20 played on Xbox Live, you know. So once these new systems come out, there's going to be a lot more games that are going to take, you know, a lot of uh, it's going to benefit a lot from these consoles, their power that they're generating alone. And uh, yeah, I think sony just needs to clarify that because i think microsoft is uh they're one up on them on on that end again yeah no doubt about it. now now it's a party because we have gaming forte that joined it this went from a, a show with four people including the host to a, a battle royale that's happening um welcome to the program there mr gaming forte what up though how, how you feeling I, I'm good, man. Just look, man, it's, it's getting to that point of the year where it's time to find new to, new associates, people dropping light flies because they, they don't want to work this holiday. Oh, man, it's getting crazy, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Well, I, I'm glad to have you here. People don't want to work? Yeah, your government paying too much money, I guess, still. Uh, yeah, okay. it's, 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 yeah, you're making more, more money to stay home, which is crazy. Uh, let's get let's get clowns into the conversation. Clowns, when when you read the blog post, and then of course, then the up, updated blog post for Sony, it was a lot of corporate speak. I read it twice, uh, and it was a lot of repeating the same things. And it, it, I'm just sorry to say, it just is not as simple as Microsoft is doing it. And again, my, the, the caveat was that warning. Hey, some games may, you know, may, may, not, may have malfunctions on the PlayStation 5. Don't buy any DLC before you boot up the game and try it out and make sure the experience fits for you. Very, very corporate speak. Very, very last minute, it, I, at least it, it seems in my opinion. What, what are your thoughts on this, dude? Well, when, when I read the actual blog, I don't think I read the second blog post, but um, the first blog post kind of like threw me off a little bit. And the reason why I say that is it just seemed like that, it you know, it, it doesn't seem like it was very direct. Everybody's just cheering Sony on like, yeah, Sony's doing backwards compatibility. This is great. Oh, this is so cool. But it, it doesn't really seem very direct on exactly what it is. For example, uh, it doesn't allude to the fact that 
are you going to have to pay for some of those upgrades? It's not very specific on that. It doesn't say that it's all going to be free. Um, the way they worded it, they could charge you for an upgrade for some of the titles. Uh, the other thing was like, uh, see if it works and see if you're happy with it. Like what yeah. kind of terminology is that? See if it works. See if you're happy with it. What are they just like taking guesses? Hey, let's throw an emulator in here and see if it works. This is, you know, let's let's contact those uh, uh, underground modders here and just throw something on our machines. See if it works. It might make people happy. Sony fans won't complain because they will shine our shoes and they will hug us and they will slap us five no matter what. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't as a as a like million dollar corporation. You can't say stuff like that. Like that just throws people off. Well, I'm sorry. So a, a hardcore Sony trolls and Sony fans won't be thrown off. They're going to praise it. Even if it looks like pixelated worse than Minecraft, they're still going to praise it. But I'm telling you, it, it sounds like that not everything's going to work. And they're just alluding to the fact that they want you to think it is. And they want you to just say, okay, well, you know, be happy with this. Uh, we can't really compete with Microsoft's backwards compatibility because they built theirs from, you know, the ground up going forward. We're just going to throw it in and twist a couple things with our wrench, screw in the bottom of the, you know, the thing to hold the PlayStation 5 together. And we're just going to clap our hands and hope it works right. I mean, what kind of corporate speak is this? Throwing people in circles and people are going to praise it and the press runs with it. Oh, Sony confirms backwards compatibility. So hundreds of games. You will tell me the hundreds of games that are backwards compatible. Don't tell me the ones that I might be happy with. Tell me the ones that actually work. And then like there was some confusion about the controllers too. It was like uh, DualShock 4, DualSense 5, whatever. It, be very specific, Sony. Specifics matter. When you use generalized information, it just sounds like you don't even know what you're talking about. Like their marketing team's not on par with their hardware team. I'm sure their hardware team sat there and tried different games. It was like, okay, this is not going to work well. This isn't going to work. And they're probably they probably went to the marketing team. The marketing team's like, hmm, would Lion Jim Ryan be upset if we said that it didn't look right? Yeah, so let's just say it might make you happy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean right. that, that's how I feel. Well, I mean, obviously, what you obviously what you're saying makes a lot of sense, Crispy. I, I want to go to you next, brother, because I know you're going to have a, a hefty uh, conversation to have with this particular one. But let me just catch up with some of the super chats there, Crispy. We have Sir X Men, it's a very generous two dollar super chat. Says, "I bet they'll have a Judge Dread or Rocky outfit." Now, Judge Dread would be kind of dope. Uh, and maybe it doesn't even have to be Stallone. It actually could be the newer Judge Dredd because obviously you, don't, you know Stallone can't be there twice. Uh, that'd be unfair. <laughs> Bounty Boom, my God! If if if, if the hundred dollar super chat wasn't enough, he drops another two dollar super chat. And says, does anyone remember Mortal Kombat Conquest? I certainly do. I actually quite enjoyed that. Um, are you talking about the? Was that the side scroller? Was that the one he was talking about? I, I think that that's it's a, more of a top down. Oh, okay. I, dude, what was the side scroller's name? Mythologies. Now? Oh, yeah, dude, that was yeah, so was freaking great. good. I, again, so, uh, very uh, a, a little off kilter for Mortal Kombat, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. We have uh, Andrew Sohos uh, drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says Wesley Snipes, my favorite martial artist, fifth fan, Shotokan Karate. It shows. 
Uh, yes, Wesley's still dope, uh, and hopefully he will make a cameo in the new Blade film with Mahashala Ali. Oh, that'd be cool. That would actually be kind of dope. Uh, CKO Yumi, a good friend of the show, drops a $2 super chat. Thank you for your generosity, and more importantly, thank you for being here. Yakuza and Medium and Dirt 5 look awesome on S uh, on the Series X. F, F, F McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be getting a little... He's been, he might be getting uh, a lot of booze. Uh, Crispy, let me go to you next on this. Look, with Xbox, you know that if you have a game, whether it be digitally, whether it be a disc that is 10 or even 15 years old, and you pop it in your console, it's going to work. It is pretty epic what Microsoft has done. But what's more impressive is the saves. You can have Cloud 360 saves come over to your new console. No fuss, no muss. You see Sony, which were really poo-pooing the backwards compatibility aspect. I mean, for months, we had no idea what they were doing. This seems like it was a last-ditch effort to kind of just shut the people up. Do you feel that way, or, or am I looking too far down the rabbit hole? Uh, Lion Ryan, we believe in generations. <laughs> y- anybody remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, I do. Yeah. Uh, well, what we got to understand is is that Xbox continues to push other companies to do the right thing, and this has been happening since like 2015, I believe. You know, like uh, cross cross saving. Uh, you know cross play like uh, like all this cross stuff everybody's like oh you guys are stupid oh yeah you you're real stupid now huh get your i'm i'm gonna tell you right now playstation gamers i love y'all i was one back in the day okay get your head out your butt and realize <laughs> that when when you got last of us when you got you got Spider-Man. You got all these people tweeting out. Oh, you can play your games on on the new gen, even if you buy it on the old gen. Well, who did that for you, bro? <laughs> who did that for you? It's called competition. It's called, guess what? They saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and they said, oh, that shit's dark. We need light. We don't need dark. And you know what? Fine by me for for speaking my gosh darn truth and saying this shit ain't right, bro. It ain't right, okay? Like, and they continue to throw the shade, this and that. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you have thousands of games and back-to-back. Well, guess what? We we, we can play whatever we want, basically. You got to have, like, an old-ass Xbox One game to not be able to play it or something that's not licensed to it to not be able to play it on your one X. So I don't know what to tell you. Like we already been doing these things. Oh, and guess what? Half the games that we even want to play are already on game pass. Get your head out your butt. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. Like our saves come too, crispy. Our saves come too. Oh, oh, and the saves, which we haven't really heard. We've heard tidbits and this and that. Like, oh, only select games, it feels like, because they're the only ones tweeting it out. Like, dude, just please stop. Just stop. Like, PlayStation, okay? We don't want you to die. You have to understand that. We don't. But you got big 
ass companies coming into the space. You already had Google there, which they screwed up that launch. And now you got Amazon. I'm gonna tell you right now, Amazon will not gonna play. They already they, they already got rid of that. Uh, what what's that game that they what, what is it? Uh, Crucible or some shit? Yeah, yeah. Like like they already got rid of that game. They're like, no, nah, we good. And, and, and they just they just announced their uh, their streaming service. So think about this. They're that quick to do that. Think about that. They don't care. They got the wallet, bro. Yeah, Yo, they have the money. Mic- Microsoft just bought Bethesda. Dude, I never thought anybody would buy Bethesda. I didn't think that for a second. They are a a multi-million dollar company that is privately owned, that is not on the stock market. I never mm-hmm. thought anybody would buy them. And and you know what? Microsoft play, paid a premium for them. Because they know the IPs that are involved. Yes. Right now, WB is on the table. But the problem (laughs) is, is they won't give up some of the IPs because the WB threshold is the DC comic universe. And that's what Microsoft wants. And I think they were honestly going to try to buy them, but they won't give up any of that without adding millions or even hundreds of millions or even billions of dollars to the ip involved and that's the whole damn point like we got doom eternal just came into game pass people mm-hmm. like that game is fire bro i i hate it it pisses me off it is crazy good like if you like first person shooters and you haven't played that game Go get some Game Pass and enjoy yourself because that game is nuts. It is crazy. There is just craziness all involved. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. When they said Bethesda, I said, yeah, sir. But I'm hearing there's going to be another one and people are going to be heard about it. I'm just saying. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. If you would ask me which of the the acquisitions I would have preferred, I, the, the easiest would be like, well, yeah, I'd love to have Batman. But if you think about it, from a financial point of view, the better get was Bethesda because they own all of those IPs. They don't have to license anything. You know, like mm-hmm. you 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 get you get you get all these W. You know, you buy you know WB games. You're probably going to spend millions, potentially billions, to license out these Licensing IPs. Only, yeah. So and they got a lot of tech with a Bethesda with a Bethesda. Yeah, oh, we, too, we, yeah, yeah, with Zenimax. You know, they absolutely. got a lot of tech on there too. No, no doubt about that. Now, Forte, before we move on to the the one of the bigger topics of the evening, I want to get your opinion on this. Now, obviously, you've been hearing the van- your banter. You've, you you obviously are on 10 podcasts yourself, plus you have your incredible uh, YouTube channel, which has exploded on the scene. For you personally, I mean, does this seem like it was a last-ditch effort the way my, uh, uh, in, in the way that Sony is handling it? Because Microsoft has been very f- forthcoming. With the way that they were doing BC, and every game is going to is going to receive some sort of advantage for playing on the new hardware, which is awesome. We can't say that for Sony because Sony isn't saying there is no official list of what games work perfectly, what game doesn't, what game is going to get boosted. We have no idea. Now it's safe to assume that all of their first party games 
are going to be boosted, but we don't know because they're not saying. What are your thoughts on this announcement about the 99.8% of their games, except for 10, being mm-hmm. BC, and then seeing the asterisk saying, well, some games may not work. Some games may be malfunction and don't buy DLC before you try it out. Man, so let's 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 take this back to the beginning. Let's take this back to 2015 when you know, Xbox was um, reeling and PlayStation was riding high. You know, Phil Spencer had just took over the company a year before that. And he started talking about all the things he wanted to improve from services to the systems, to the to the ecosystem, to the games. And then two years later, you know, a bunch of studios got paraded on the stage from Microsoft saying that, hey, welcome to the Xbox family. You know, you guys are all a part of it. Uh, all of these games for these companies are going to be in Game Pass. And right around that time, right after E3, Jim Ryan went out and, you know, because Game Pass was so prevalent at that moment, they were basically saying that, hey, no, going forward through generations, all of this stuff will go forward with you. And Jim Ryan came out and said, who wants to play old games? And he, did. he said that 2017 in June, it was it was um, it was quite alarming honestly you know and for people that didn't know you know exactly what he said he said you know uh right here he said while i appreciate the reasoning that the hardware support of the ps3 and ps2 and ps1 games was too expensive in terms of manufacturing these days ps4 can easily offer a software solution uh to play some ps1 and disc games overall but i look at these games now and say why would you want to play these games we were showcasing a whole bunch of games um, first off we were showing uh gran turismo and we were showing different generations of gran turismo on different systems of different eras and when i looked at those older games I was like, why would someone even want to play those things? And he put mm. that on paper, on paper saying, why would you yeah. want to play older stuff? But guess what happened over the last two years, well, three years now since 2017? Microsoft stayed the course. Xbox stayed the course when it came to their messaging around how backwards compatibility is going to work, how it's going to be the backbone of their ecosystem, how they're going to roll it out across different platforms, not just Xbox. It's available on PC. If they will let it be on Switch and that on PlayStation, it'd be there there too. Get, um, xCloud became another big talking point for anybody that has a mobile phone. So all of these games that you own already, and if you're in this service already, you will Will be able to take advantage of these uh of this ecosystem sony kept saying well new games are the way of the future and guess what happened playstation was rumored and i and i and this makes me think it even more now they were rumored to be releasing the playstation 5 in 2019 yep they had got they got an inkling of the fact that xbox was going to be significantly more powerful than them so they pushed the system back to 2020 in order to make sure that they were at least more closer in line. That's why you see things like a massive heat sink that's sitting inside the PS5. That's why you see a giant oversized fan that's going to help cool that system because 
they already had the technology in place and what they were going to do with the system, but they had to scale everything up in order to add components or even to overclock things to make them be more of a challenge when it comes to the Xbox platform. That's why you have liquid metal running in your system because you overall wanted to overclock your system to be a little bit more competitive with your with your um with your um competitor. And like what they just said, it's all about competition. When competition is at its best, and when PlayStation can't just roll out the carpet and say, Oh, we're PlayStation and what we say go, then that's when PlayStation starts going back on a lot of stuff that they said. You know, first we believed in generations. Now Miles Morales is backwards. You know, you can play it on your PS4. Why? Because the conversation got so great by, by Microsoft and saying that, hey, why is this a question? You know, Xbox gamers have been thinking about this. We've been prepared for this for years. You know, mm-hmm. Microsoft told us this three years ago that this was going to be the case. So when they became, when it came down to, you know, actually putting the name on a stamp and saying, this is what our system is going to be about in 2020 when the Xbox Series X comes out, we were prepared for all of the things that we're getting. That's why it sucks that we don't have first party games this holiday, but we know for certain Every game that's in Game Pass, every game that we have on our hard drives today, 90% of those are going to work on our system, and we know how they're going to work because it's how Microsoft built that trust with us over the course of the generation where it seems like Sony is now starting to be more reactionary to everything that Microsoft is doing. It started with not having generations. Now, all of a sudden, certain games are going to be a part of other generations, especially some of their bigger games. And then it goes back to backwards compatibility. I guarantee you, Sony didn't think this would get as big of a leg as it's getting right now. But it's only doing that because Microsoft put such a fourth of an effort into it. Yeah. People have to think about it. If you don't have to think about it, then it's like, oh, that's something that I might not ever use. And guess what? A lot of people probably won't use the feature because the feature is only really beneficial to you when you first switch over generations. When you first get into the new systems, a lot of the games there are either barren or you just don't or you just want to go back and try a bunch of your older games and stuff which is fine this isn't going to be a mute point in like 2 years from now when a whole bunch of new games come out you'll look at your older library like why is it still on my hard drive but right now it is a focus and Sony understands it's a focus but they're trying to figure out how they can make it work before launch and get as much information out there as possible on top of all the news that Microsoft is hitting them with week after week after week, like they did today with a lot of the stuff that came out. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, listen, it's a very exciting time. Obviously, we saw on uh, on Twitter all of the pallets of the oh, Xbox man. Series X's getting mm-hmm. ready to go. Uh, it got me super, super excited. Uh, we did see an unboxing where the guy did drop the controller. Not good. Um, definitely <laughs> don't want to do that. Right. Um, uh, but listen, this is... It, it, listen, it is what it is. Uh, again, I know a lot of people are like, well, who cares about old games? Well, I do, uh, especially when you have a lot of discs. You you want to be able to play your games. I just wish Sony would come uh, forward and, and let us know some more information about backwards compatibility. L- like Not many the things. Discs either, right, Boom? Like, you also have your digital library. Like, yes. Yeah, nowadays, absolutely. like, how many games throughout the course of this generation and the previous one, how many digital titles do you have? 
like that's this is all things that we need that like, clarification on yeah and for them no. to bring a bring a, a blog post about saying hey you may be able to play but it might have some errors some features may not work and uh your saves not might not come through like there's so many like inconsistencies there that that's insane man yeah, yeah. It, 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 it certainly is. But listen, what I want to do is because we have seven people here on the panel. I want to bring up the and it's probably going to be the last topic and we're probably going to go into overtime a little bit because obviously we do have seven people here. But the the topic that I want to get into is the marketing blitz has started for the Xbox and its upcoming Series X and S launch that is under a month. Folks, understand this. Say, say it with me. We are under 30 days away from the launch Ooh, of this. Let's console. go. Folks, that is crazy. We've been waiting for this, and obviously, two days afterwards, we're going to get the PlayStation Five. Are you? You make sure you're wearing a back belt when you pick it up, because you may throw your back out lifting that bad boy. But you're going to have two new consoles within a matter of 48 hours, which is pretty epic. But bringing this back to Spotlight, Microsoft, the Power Your Dreams trailer was released late last week, and it took the gaming space by storm. And I'm just going to read a, a quick snippet of what was posted on the Xbox on Xbox Wire regarding the new commercial, and this is what they had to say about it. They says, with the global launch of the Power Your Dreams campaign, we turn to the positive experience that gaming provides us all. Power Your Dreams speaks to the idea that when we game, whether on console, PC, or phone, we dream. Sometimes we dream about being someone else or about being our true self. Sometimes we dream of an epic win with a group of friends or a solo adventure that challenges what we think we're capable of. And sometimes we dream in the first place or making this world a better one. We're excited to debut our launch trailer titled us dreamers in us dreamers hero protagonist daniel daniel Cal, uh, i'm going to butcher this poor man's name cal you cal you thank you dude thank you so much obviously we know him from the black panther you know him from get out when i first saw him when i first saw him i'm like is that the actor that they got for this commercial and yeah that that was him it, it obviously it, uh, it continues with he le he leads us on an inspirational journey about what it means for gamers to dream and reach reach our potential together now i want to go to forte first on this because obviously you work at GameStop, and you are right in the thick of it. Uh, the marketing right. blitz is coming. We know that these stores are going are getting remodeled. Uh, we talked about that privately. Then you mentioned it, I believe, the other day about how um, I think it was in a super chat you did during the Iron Lords podcast about how the stores are being uh, that Microsoft is putting a pretty penny into these. And, you know, Microsoft is putting all of the Xbox stuff right in front of the register. Like it is like the minute you walk into the store, you're going to see green. We know about the partnership. I absolutely loved this commercial for everything it was because it told a an unbelievable story and then i love the fact that at the end he's he's looking at the girl on another world and they're coming together again i know that it doesn't make it, it may seem kind of lame to people but i thought it was epic to me anyway what were your thoughts on this new uh <clears throat> commercial um <clears throat> so you're not crazy and I was just as excited as you. And maybe it's because of the way that we kind of look at things. Mm -hmm. Like when I, 
like when I looked at the trailer, I look okay. The first thing I want to mention is before I say that is I know everybody wants to see next year gameplay. I know and we did see some of that today with some of the games that came out. But when this trailer came out, some people were disappointed because it's like, man, I don't want to see another cinematic. I want to see a next game. I want to see next gen. I want to see these games. And I'm with you. But when I saw this trailer, the first thing I thought about is everything that Xbox is trying to portray to you and what you're going to feel yes. when you play these next generation systems. Excellent. You know, that's the one thing that Phil Spencer said multiple times in a bunch of different interviews ever since they um, unveiled a lot of the new games that were coming out. Um, he talked about how, you know, you're going to you're gonna feel for the first time the experiences of what these next generation games are going to be. You know, you're going to be able to dream of the possibilities of what these games are going to be able to bring to you. You know, especially in the year 2020 that we're all going through right now, gaming is like a it, it it's a it's like a release from life honestly it, you know that's a great point Good, we, well said yeah and that's the and that's what i look at when i see that trailer i look at it as sitting on your couch and letting the game take you away and that's the thing that got gaming that that it's exciting for gaming and for me you know I saw like little things like how it looks like they were trying to portray like how fast you can go from one game to another with like the um, the quick resume because you see him one second he's in Assassin's Creed and the next second he's Master Chief floating above the planet and stuff you know like little features and stuff like that transferring to different worlds and then just the wonder of how these different worlds can come together under one ecosystem which is Xbox and then the last part when I saw the the um, the, the young lady. That just remind me that it's not just you on that journey. It's everybody that's on Xbox is on that journey with you. Everybody is dreaming of what possibilities the next gen systems can bring to them. Some people just want to have better frame rates and better resolutions. Some people just want to have better overall experiences. And some people, let's be honest, just want to have fun with their friends and enjoy yes. that next gen with their friends. And I think that was all of the things that Microsoft and Xbox really portrayed in that trailer. And when you see them at the very end just looking at each other from different points of view that's where it all just comes together that it's all about xbox no matter where you want to play because that it wasn't even truly just about the system they do show the system at the end but you could come from a mobile phone you could come from a console you could come from the pc landscape as long as you are saying that you are in the xbox ecosystem your family and that is what the whole us dreamers i felt believed in what they tried to portray in that trailer well, I, 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 you know what, I, you know what, uh, big shout out to a good friend of the show, Randall Thor nineteen. Now, I think everyone knows who Rand is. His oh, his yeah. video was. It, I yelled out in the car, like, like, like just understand. I'm a podcaster just like him. I'm very good friends with Rand, and I was listening to his um his his video on Friday when I was going to pick up Mrs. Boomstick, and I literally yelled out, "Damn!" You know, like getting excited for what he was saying, and and I thought what he said was perfect. Mm -hmm. When Daniel takes off the helmet, like we we all know, we we've never actually seen what Master Chief's face is, right? Mm -hmm. But when he took off the helmet, Forte, and he turned the visor, and he saw himself in the visor. Listen, folks, mm -hmm. I'm getting goosebumps just saying it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the most epic part of it because you are Master Chief. You I am Master been. Chief. Yep. 
I thought it was absolutely epic. You know, let's bring in Noof Nukem. Noof, listen, I don't know if you if if this commercial gave you goosebumps like it did me forte, but I'm interested to know: Are you happy to see the marketing push? I mean, this this is a different Microsoft. This is a Microsoft that is positioning themselves and poised to win next generation. Now, whether that happens or not, I can't say. Um, but I can I good I could tell you this: We have a good authority that they're going to spend some money in the next generation to market these consoles. And this was just the start of it. What are your thoughts? Uh, so, well, I'm glad to see Microsoft spending the money on the marketing. There's no question about it. And uh, they're marketing in so many different ways, like I said, through the NFL, through uh, fast food promotions, et cetera, et cetera. You see the monster energy drinks with the marketing stuff. And now, of course, the commercial for the Xbox Series X, which, you know, in itself looks cool, has great, you know, cinematic CGI. Like I said, an actor that a lot of people know uh, from various movies he's been in recently and stuff like that. So all that stuff is cool. But I do kind of miss the old days of gaming uh, commercials that showed the, showed the console and, and showed, you know, actual games or footage from the games uh, on the console itself. I kind of miss those days because I find a lot of it now, it's like a big smoke and mirror. Everything's very fancy, but not fully representative of what the system is actually bringing to the table. Uh, it certainly didn't make me want to run out and buy a Series X. I'll say, I'll say that much. It was like, I, I did not get the goosebump feeling, so I'm sorry, guys, but... Um, you know, I, I like meat and potatoes, right? And and some of the some of the and this goes both ways. It's not just Microsoft or even Sony. Uh, you know, Nintendo. A lot of different companies that sort of do this with commercials nowadays, where it feels like the commercial almost has nothing really to do, in a sense, from from a lot of the products that they market. Like so in the old days, a lot of it was you saw the console really quick. You saw the actual games on the console. Like, you know, this is, you know, you know, like back in the Sega Saturn and stuff, you saw like Panzer Dragoon and you saw Virtual Fighter and you kind of like, yeah, okay, that's what we're talking about. Now it's just these big cinematic commercials. I mean, I don't know, like it's just, it, does, it doesn't float with me. Um, I really don't have much more to say with it other other than that i'm just you know not really keen on any of their commercials to be honest with you so um price is always the best marketing tool yeah. is, uh, is showing price and showing a great price point that that's what gets people excited gets you into stores that sort of stuff and and of course iconic characters you know so i mean that was probably the best part of that commercial seeing the master chief i mean i think he's obviously very recognizable uh, a lot of xbox fans as soon as you see that you're like yeah master chief right so but the fact too that i think part of the reason too that 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 thunder came out of that commercial is because master chief is not coming out this year so i mean if master chief was still dropping in november and it actually looked yeah. really cool i think i would have been even more <laughs> excited but no one now i might have to wait half a year full year we don't really know what the release date is uh for the infinite uh, game so you know and, and game pass never gets me excited you can tell me all you want what games are going in there i'm just like okay it's game pass okay i get it it's cheap you get lots of games but uh <laughs> you know that's that, that's just me right but you know the whole GameStop thing is going to be very interesting just my two cents on that i'm, I'm interesting to show how, how that's going to pan out i definitely hope to see a lot more marketing at the store level because i feel it, especially in canada i can't speak so much for the states but marketing at the store level has severely been lacking especially behind playstation where i find their reps are constantly in the stores more showing off demos of products have more ads uh that are openly on display in prominent places where xbox seems to be at the back of the store and not very 
well displayed. You know, no excuse. Like I said, EB Games up here for what the Xbox One S came out for. How how long were they still running the old the old OG Xbox and display cabinets with demos and games that were years old? Like, like, and and this is not necessarily a GameStop thing. This is the people that they hire to go into those stores. They they have to be they have to be on top of their game. Every facet of Microsoft. Uh, of company has to be at the top of their game. They can't have one division carrying the load and the rest of the guys are like, yeah, we're taking the day off. Uh, they got to get out there. They got to make, make it big, make the big splash. It means commercials. Mm. And I think we're going to see a lot more too in the future. And I'm definitely thinking we're going to see a lot more that are going to blow our minds. Um, you know, I can't wait to see what sort of commercials we see moving forward that will incorporate Bethesda in there and some of their older games or perhaps their newer games. I think that's going to be huge. I can definitely see when the time Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, Microsoft's going to have a massive marketing push for that game. Uh, it's going to be everywhere. And, uh, you know, Minecraft is everywhere. That's probably one of the one title that they seem to be killing it with marketing. Because, But that was largely in place even before Microsoft took it over. You know, you saw toys, you saw, uh, but it's even it's even more profound now. Like, you, you can go anywhere. You don't even have to know about Xbox, but you know about Minecraft. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, like I said, the commercial was okay. It wasn't terrible. It just didn't resonate with me the way I'd hoped. Uh, power your dreams. I mean, what, what does that really mean? I mean, anything's possible on the Series X? I, I don't know. We hope so. We hope that this system finally can hit the heights that perhaps other console generations were never able to do. Um, I think over the next two or three years, we're going to see some games that are going to be absolutely dynamite and will take advantage of the horsepower underneath the hood. Until then, uh, there's still a little bit of a reservation out there. But yeah, I thought it was cool. But like I said, my hair didn't stand up on my arms so I like a man for the rest of you. Okay, I, do, I mean, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You going to say something, Forte? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think you're going to be very happy with the layout that's going to happen at the very end of this month yeah. starting like around um stores have between the um 25th and 31st to finish them mm -hmm. uh some stores now like i said i don't know stores in your area but some stores are going to have more than others uh some stores are being yeah. really upgraded to um showcase what's going on uh but all stores are getting a flip and microsoft is definitely it looks like taking a prominent space in the store when it comes to like placement and everything yeah. uh so i think you'll be very extremely happy to at least see on that point of view with microsoft doing right. but the one thing i do want to say about the trailer i get what you're saying i think the biggest difference is some people um like the whole experience of what to see like you know cg trailers are they the greatest ever no i think people just like to be wowed by things that they see like when i see when i watch star trek i know none of this stuff is really happening but just seeing what they what what they're trying to purvey to you is what gets me i go back to when halo 3 came when halo 2 was announced seeing even knowing you never see that trade you never see in the game when you drop the bomb on a covenant cruiser you never do it in the game but seeing that trailer where he stands behind that pillar and punches the airlock code and the airlock opens he grabs the bomb and he's literally dropping down in that cinematic trailer gave me i watched that trailer Probably times. three thousand times, yeah. <laughs> and it was the year. It was we're talking about E three the year before, so we had that trailer for about fourteen months before we got the game. And every time, I, every time I looked at that trailer, I was like, "Bro," and I didn't even have no concept of this ain't gonna be what the game is. It was just the wonder of what they what was mm -hmm. possible. 
And I think that's what they try to purvey in some of these trailers. Sometimes they overshoot it a little bit, but I think it's more about Xbox and the ecosystem of Xbox and what you can do in it versus just one individual game like they did with Halo. I think something like that would land more on you because the game is what you're looking forward to. Whereas this is more of an ecosystem thing. And that's why you said you're not super excited for most things as an Xbox Live. And I can see that not falling on you for the type of person you are. Uh, so I definitely agree with how you feel. I just think it's a lot of people out there that really take into the stuff mm-hmm. like this, especially if you're into that ecosystem like most people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, let me uh, let me bring Crispy Bomb. Crispy, obviously, you, you saw the commercial. Uh, you saw the way. It, the, the, first of all, the reaction on Twitter was extremely positive. A lot of people, like Forte and myself, really dug the trailer. For me, it gave me goosebumps. I've watched it at, at least a half a dozen times, maybe even more. Uh, and I and I I just love the messaging that became that 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 Microsoft is pushing behind this trailer again maybe like like for Noof, it didn't do much for him he didn't think it was terrible but it didn't you know it didn't you know move his hairs on his arms like it did for me for you what were your thoughts on this start of the marketing blitz for the series x and s releasing in under 30 days i mean my god like you they want you to understand that you are master chief you are whatever game you play and it is coming to fruition look i have a different perspective okay my girlfriend has a son he is playing more and more xbox because it's easily accessible it's it's easily i'm going to get in the game i like the game and i'm going to play it. I, I literally played halfway through battle toads with them and i have no interest in it okay that's a great like, game i i'm sorry i really enjoyed that but man. it was no and i enjoyed it <laughs> that's the point like it, it, don't get me wrong i'm not gonna sit there by myself and play it but when i got with him and his enthusiasm made me be like well i'm in the game now let's do it and we got halfway through it and and we we're playing on a harder difficulty because he's already played through it. And he's like, wow, you're actually playing really good. And I'm like, well, I just picked it up and I just did it. Okay. You also you also that's, used to side scrollers, man. You're a little older. Well, that that's true. Like we, we played Neon Abyss. I mean, the game was great. It's actually uh computer generated and it it makes new levels uh every time you play it. But it's also got horrible controls. And I I taught them how to change the controls. Like, you can't change all of them, which sucks. But you can change most of them through the options menu. And they were like, wow, like, this is so much better. Like, this is the point. Like, dude, this is why I love Xbox. Because for once, they're actually doing something. I mean... Microsoft has the bank. They can do whatever the hell they want. That That is true. <laughs> okay? They can do whatever they want. And I'm going to tell you right now, this TV ad is going to have, it's going to be cut. It's going to have, you know, like this part of it or this part of it. All I saw is that I am Master Chief. That's what I saw. And 
You know what? A lot of people keep shitting on what they saw from Halo Infinite. Guess what? I think the game's going to look totally different than what you even think. Oh, yeah. I had it happen in Gears 4. I was like, what the hell is this shit? What is this? When that beta came out, I was like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, that game completely changed. And everybody's bringing up tearing and, and frame rates and this and that of games that haven't been released yet. Get your head out of your ass. Understand that they are still patching these games as they go. This is the development cycle that we're in at this point. Okay? This is how these games go about, especially with COVID involved. Understand that they are working hard and they're trying to make the best experience you could possibly have on it. And and that's what I look at this commercial and I say, Xbox is trying for once. I yes. freaking love it. Yeah. I love that they're actually trying. And they threw it on the, the finals. They threw it on Sunday night football. They they they're actually trying. And you know what? The marketing is few and far between for them because they honestly see that you actually get more mind share from putting it on uh social media. Yes. And actually getting <laughs> the mind share. There's actually less people watching half of these things than they are on on actual Twitter or something like that. A lot of people don't understand that. Like they are seeing the analytics involved. And and that's why they dropped it early for us Twitter users. We already saw the whole thing before it came on Sunday night football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Sunday night football. You can't you can't sit there and be like, well, if uh, Johnny's dad is like, what what do I do for my kid this year? And then all of a sudden it's there and he's watching his football game. Well, guess what? That's for him. That's not for us. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I go and say Xbox is actually trying for once. Like this is what PlayStation's done for a long time. You know what I mean? So. The beauty of it is, is that the graphic fidelity of the actual trailer was incredible. And I'm going to tell you right now, from what I hear, that Master Chief is what you're going to see when Halo Infinite launches. Yeah, so yeah. You, you could sit here and you could trash it, whatever. But that that graphic fidelity on there, you got to keep in mind, everybody trashes that uh, Hellblade 2 trailer. Guess what? That was for real, bro. Yeah. That's that's where you're getting. As long <laughs> but this is where I go and say, like, dude, you have to understand you have to have the TV to be able to run it or the, the monitor or or you know, at least have the Series X with the monitor or or you know what I'm saying? Like you have to have the capability to do it. And they're they're not looking at you and be like, Oh, you know, you trash, you don't you got a 1080p TV. They're like, oh, well, you, you could buy the Series S and it's $200 cheaper. That's, hey, dude, I'm sorry. I've never seen this from Xbox. And thank you, 
Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, it's it's a great time, and it's a very exciting time. You know, clowns, I want to bring you into the conversation, get your opinion, but I have to catch up with some of these very outrageous super chats that have come in. First of all, Everborn Saga. That name rings a bell. This gentleman who is going to be coming back onto this program was here a couple of weeks ago, and of course was absolutely incredible. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, yo, shout out to Forte for spitting them King David level bars. <laughs> I love it. Um, we also have another one that came in from, let's see if we can find it real quick. We have uh, Viper the Red. Hey, dude, welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. But he also drops in a very generous $5 super chat and says, once I started listening to you all, I watched watching xbox news channels at one point they all seen they they seemed all fan fanboy but not after listening to this oh dude man i'm glad that you think that man this is a again it's it's I, I, listen, I am not calling out the the PlayStation community. Every community has toxic MFs that we don't want to be bothered with. And that goes for all of them, man. That's PC, that's Nintendo, that's Xbox and PlayStation as well. Uh, but this, this community, the community that you see, the 550 people that are here right now, this is a great place to come hang out if you're new. And, I, and I've never seen your name before. So if you have been hanging out in the background, welcome to the program. Uh, this is you, you're going to get this kind of banter on, on all of my shows, man. This is this we're, we're here to talk. Fun, we're here to have fun, talk about gaming, hang out with you know with you like like we are with friends and your brothers and your sisters and just and just chill. So I'm glad that you are enjoying it. Bounty Boom drops another very generous five dollars subject and says, "Great show! Hit that like button." I'm talking about MK the TV series and that commercial was fire. What's up, Forte? We have gaming. Uh, uh, Kasante. And this is a funny one. And you know what? Being a host, a professional host, I was doing my in the chair butt dance when I got approved because I got into Xbox Fan Fest, which is dope. Kayasante drops a final subject says, Thank you, Mr. Boomstick, for the heads up. Xbox fans fan fest registration confirmed. 39-year-old man jumping around in my living room because I just got in. Well, congratulations on that, dude. Mariano Pampa, a very good friend of the show, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Gaming Forte, how do you feel about the partnership with Microsoft from GameStop employee level? Awesome panel uh, and show boom, and congrats on registering. Well, thanks so much for that. Forte, you want to just grab that real quick? Uh, yeah. what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's good. Um more needs to be seen on how it's going to affect long term. I do think it shows that Microsoft does find um, Microsoft and Xbox finds the retail side of the experience still to be a super important part of their business. A lot of people want to poo poo the fact that, you know, GameStop has lost a lot of market share to a lot of different people when it comes to like selling of goods. But what they don't realize is they lost yes they lost market share but that's when their market share was like 60 to 70 percent of the market they still have a good 30 to 40 percent of it and when you measure that versus any other retailer like by themselves they still have the biggest market share of any particular retailer they just don't have the biggest retail space versus everybody converted together versus them so i think microsoft is looking at it like well, we're not using Surface stores. We're not having Microsoft stores no more. 
because they shut those off pretty much now. And they found a way to be able to still penetrate the market in that manner. So I think it's going to be a really great move. It gives them more visibility into what people are looking for on a day-to-day basis in all of the different stores. We're able to be able to use the Surface tablets and be able to interact with guests more personable right on the sales floor other than behind the cash wrap. And I think I think it's going to be really good, but I think it's an enterprise move as of right now. We'll see over the course of the next couple of years how that's going to benefit them going into the next generation and beyond. But if you see GameStop still here, and I think and I think they're going to be around, they'll just be around in a, big, a smaller footprint because we have a lot of stores. But yeah, if over five hundred worldwide, yeah, five thousand worldwide. I, I said five thousand. Five, yeah, five thousand. Yeah, but if you see GameStop still around when the next generation is getting ready to start, then you can definitely say that this partnership with them definitely helped because it shows that Microsoft and, and, and people may not know Sony does too because Sony really does um, love what Xbox, what PlayStation does for them because guess what? They all like extra attached when it comes to their stuff and nobody does that better than what GameStop does. No, absolutely. So clowns, let, let's uh let's get your opinion on this commercial. Were you moved to tears or did you find it to be ho hum? What 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 are your your exact thoughts on the new the start of the marketing blitz for the Series X and S releasing in under 30 days? Um, you know, I got to say, I think Xbox did it right this time. This is the, I think that their marketing team is on point. I think that, you know, everybody should cheer on uh, Greenberg this time around and everybody that works under him. I think Phil Spencer has been doing a great job going out there, talking about the system, doing interviews. Uh, I think it's great that Major Nelson has gone on fan podcasts such as yours, Boom. And uh, RDX, I think that's really amazing. That's a very important part of all this, right? I think that Microsoft really needs to get out with the community that loves them and appreciates them. One thing I think that they need to stop doing is now that they got themselves where they are and they got the fans riled up and they're doing everything right, they're being honest and open and forthcoming. They're going to be play anywhere, play everywhere. They got the cloud. They got, you know, the, the game pass going. They got the ultimate. You got it everywhere. They just need to stop using Jeff Keeley. That's it. Just get rid of him. <laughs> Who cares about him? You don't need him if he's going to talk bad about you. And you know what? I hate to say this, man, but um, if, if big companies like IGN keep talking bad about you, then why give them any business whatsoever? I don't want to yeah. hear this marketing crap oh well it's mind share you know even if it's negative it's it's good mind share no it's not because if you had them to stop talking about you period and all they could do is talk about sony eventually they're gonna have to start saying some negative stuff about sony to keep selling their clicks so i if i was microsoft i would start cutting off some of these bigger publications that want to give them a hard time and just go to like more fan base shows like yours boom rdx um uh, even Game and Forte's channel, man, just like go to smaller people that appreciate gaming for what it is, and 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 it's not biased, you know, honest people. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm working on something with Microsoft now. I can't make any announcements yet. It's not, it's nothing. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, be un- unboxing the console. I mean, who knows? You never know. But I am working with them on something, and uh, I'll be making that announcement. Uh, but obviously, cl- as we get closer to launch, hopefully, uh, people uh, will tune in for what we're going to be doing. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had the privilege of working with Microsoft in in 2020, and having Larry on was 
freaking epic. I mean, it's definitely the highlight of my career. And as a diehard Xbox fan who actually worked with Microsoft to be, uh, to you know, to be in the mix of social media as well as content creation right before the launch of these new consoles man it has never been a better time uh but let me get uh let me get shandy into the conversation shandy this commercial came out i believe it was friday morning i think they they released it at nine o'clock uh, a good friend of the show dreadpool actually sent me the link and i watched it um and didn't talk about it on breakfast with boom i probably should have but i waited for tonight because i wanted to get this massive panel to talk about it what were your thoughts on the marketing blitz that started with this commercial so so like the first thing i think about with like uh, what xbox is doing is i think about uh the movie real steel if any of you guys seen that movie, love that film. That's a very underrated film. I'm sorry, yeah, it, I like it, that film. If you remember at the end when uh, the bot is just getting like beat like over and over again, and everybody's like, "What is he doing? Hurry up and fight back!" And he's just saying, "Not yet, hold it, not yet." And he's just getting beat down over and over again. And then at that moment, he goes, "When the bot gets tired, he's like, now we attack." That's what it feels like Microsoft's doing. Everybody, we were all like so angry at them in the middle of this generation. Like, what are they doing? They're not doing anything. It's like they're just giving up. It now it feels more like what they were doing was they were saying, This generation is a wash. Only thing we're gonna really focus on right now is getting everything in line for the next generation. And that's what they did. They they got their they started working on programs like backwards compatibility, got that right, services, got that right started working on the next xbox for the next generation way ahead of time got that right and now they're they're, doing, they're going hardcore in their in their uh marketing this this uh this this video it's not necessarily designed it's it's designed for us but who it's really for are for people who don't really like watch this type of shows all the time who aren't always on the pulse of what's going on in gaming. This video is for the people who are like, yeah, I play games, but you know, I just wait until I see a video on TV to, you know, if I go, oh, what's going on? So if you're somebody who hasn't really been paying attention, this video got you interested and that's yes. what it's meant to do. But for people like us, I felt like the video also gave something to us because it was like a video that broke down what their mission is. Their goal is to make it so that you will play games like you never have before. The reason why I felt like they showed you as Master Chief this time was to say, when you play the new Halo with the new, with the new sound they have, with the new visuals they have, it will be the closest you've ever felt to feel like you're actually in the body of Master Chief you will be master chief well and said. to me i thought that was yeah. very cool does it hurt that halo's not coming out yeah and and if you are a person who's looking forward to like I, okay I, i'm i'm good with the with the hardware and everything but i'm ready to see the games then yeah that kind of like slights you a little bit but i'm pretty sure that this is just the first in a line of a lot of marketing videos coming out where you'll start seeing that it's just going to be the games talking for themselves and something i wanted to clear up back when phil said that they don't care about console sales anymore that's like part of the truth 
what what I what I felt like he meant was they don't care about console sales as in being their end all be all matrix. What they what they realized was that they're playing a bigger game now because they're trying to reach the two billion people, right? So they obviously care about consoles because they wouldn't have done the deal with GameStop if they didn't. So they want to like 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 Forte saying they're changing how the store is going to be set up. If they if they didn't, they would have never put money into GameStop. They would have just worried about selling like surfaces online through the Microsoft online store and the couple of Microsoft stores they have or sell them at Best Buy. They did that for GameStop because they want to say, hey, our consoles are here. They're available for you. But they also want to say, hey, we're available on PC. Hey, we're available on your phone. Hey, we're everywhere. And that's their goal. They're trying to hit everything. Console sales do matter. But you won't see them come out and say anymore, oh, we sold X amount of consoles by X X date anymore. Because what they're going to say now on is we have X amount of people interacting with our product at this point. Those will be the, ma- the uh, matrix that, they, that you hear for now on. Damn, yeah. you nailed it, bro. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I, th- I think his his breakdown was was perfect, I, and and I think that you're 100 right. I think people, I think we're going to experience games in a way that we've never experienced before. I mean, we were talking about this prior to going uh, live, uh, uh, clowns uh, and uh, and and uh, crispy bomb and myself about how when you sit back and think about it, this is the first time in the history of gaming you're going to again as a console gamer not a pc gamer which i don't have a pc strong enough to run anything so i i I, this i'm experiencing all of this for for the first time we're going to be able to play these games some of these games at 120 frames per second think think about that just for a second 120 frames per second it is it's madness and 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 you're getting that with the new xbox is very exciting you know uh, um let me get uh, Cybernox's opinion on this, and we'll get everyone out of here. We're, we're just a little bit past the two-hour mark, but I think we're doing good on time. Cyber, when this 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 trailer released, uh, it was re- it was revered by many fans. Now, again, there were some people that were like like no, he 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 wasn't moved by it. Perfectly fine. Um, he didn't think it was a terrible commercial, but he just it just he wanted more for you. Did the commercial do its job? Did you get excited about Xbox with this new start off for the marketing blitz that's coming? Oh, hell yeah. I got super excited. I thought the trailer was really well done. Um, I will say, however, I like the reveal trailer better because I like that voiceover that was going through about, I think the quote was by um, Alan Watts, I believe, yeah. about the power of your dreams. Like every night you dream is a different dream. Pretty much you have endless possibilities, you know, with the Series X. Um, but yeah, man, they, I think they did it right. Um, and it also goes to show you, um, I, I got the same thing that what Forte alluded to, what, what uh, Rand alluded to, what everybody's been seeing on the panel. You know, you've, you are in control of all these worlds, all these different circumstances, all these different games, all the possibilities you can possibly want. It's all here. You know, you are the master chief. You will be, you know, um, uh, you will be like in the destiny of the world. You will be like you will be in control of everything, pretty much. Um, uh, I, I will say, however, it shows you kind of uh, how much invested they were in Halo, like putting Halo in for uh, f- face and f- uh, 
face in front, like on everything that they're doing. You can see that like all the marketing was already all set and things like that, you know, and it's unfortunate it got a delay, but it got delayed and, you know, hopefully we'll get a, a better game for it next year. I will say, however, it's kind of like when Christy was talking, this is what I got from the trailer too. And Forte alluded this a little bit at the end of the trailer, um, how people see things from different perspectives and how this box is going to be something that, you know, you're going to be able to enjoy it by yourself and you, it's going to be possibly even more enjoyable when you experience all these different adventures with others, right. With your friends, multiplayer. And I was just hoping that, um, you know, he goes in the couch and then he's talking to his friends. I was hoping that they would kind of like come together in a game inside one of those worlds, him and his friends, like they could be in this world and all these adventures together. But besides that, I thought the the trailer was top notch. Um, I, I love like the, even the, even though it was CGI, I, I loved it. I, I thought it was I thought it was great the way they were transitioning. The, I got the same idea too with the quick resume, how fast you can jump between worlds, between games that um that you're gonna have available to you on, on the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, it's it was great, man. It was really it really got me excited. It, we're like uh, less than a month away now. And with a trailer like that, I think they set off the right note. And I think a lot of people um, who are watching the, this commercial are going to, you know, possibly, hopefully start paying a little bit more attention to Xbox. And um, yeah, and hopefully they'll do it, you know, go ahead and 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 uh, pick one up uh, whenever they get a chance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? I, I like the fact that they're using a lot of the uh, these sports of sporting events uh, where yeah. this commercial is being played. I think that uh, football obviously is in gear. Uh, they're already into week five that just passed. So obviously we're, uh, you know, a, a quarter way through the season or even more than that, uh, more like a, a third through the season. So you're going to mm-hmm. get a lot more commercials. You're going to get there's a ton of Monday night games, a ton, a ton of Thursday night games. Even now with 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 some delays, you may even get some games during the day. They obviously partnered with uh, the NFL. It was at the NBA Finals. Obviously, the Lakers won it, so that 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 series is over. Yep. But they are all in on um, marketing, and I think that when you I mean, if, if it was a $500 console versus a $500 console, meaning the PS5 versus the Xbox Series X, it would probably easily go to uh, Sony because of the recognition of the brand. But when you tuck in a $300 console in an economy the way it is, and when you offer in 12 different countries Xbox All Access, I think this is going to be a much different generation. I think we're starting to see that with how how serious they took backwards compatibility, how Xbox Game Pass is uh, is important to them in the future of the, of the console and the platform. I think the investment of, of, of $7.5 billion into Bethesda and Zenimax proves that they're in it for the long haul. It, it to me, it looks like all spades for uh, Microsoft moving forward. But this has been one hell of a show, folks. We had over 550 people here on a Monday evening, and I cannot thank you enough for being here and supporting Double Barrel Gaming. Of course, we started off with a very small niche of podcasters, and we exploded into what I believe to be called a battle royale. And of course, everyone here just completely knocked it out of the park. So let's let's get into the outros. We're going to start with you first, Crispy Bomb. Thank you so much for taking the time. First of all, thanks for bailing me out 
out because obviously it would have been a very small podcast to start if you weren't here. And we got to cover Mortal Kombat, one of your favorite topics. Do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, but more importantly, tell everyone about the other programs that you're on weekly. Man, the, the chat was fire. Uh, this panel turned from four to seven. Seven. <laughs> so that was that was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Forte, few and far between that we're on. Uh, Cyber, uh, Connecticut brother. Uh, what's Sir. up, bro? <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, and then and then clowns. I mean, I mean, him have gotten uh very close as of late. <laughs> and then and then and then Noof Noof with his his gaming after dark. Then Sean D, I was like, well, he's in the chat. What's going on here? Why isn't he here? So you know, <laughs> it was it, it's been great. Like um, you got to realize that we're all gamers here. Like we don't care. Like we have our own opinions. Great, but you got to speak your damn truth. And you know. That's that's what I preach. Like, speak your truth. It, it, I may not agree with it as long as you're respectful. Let's let's continue. And you know, it's it's at Christy Bomb on Twitter, Christy Bomb twenty eight Xbox Alive. Yes, hit me up. I play games. I play all <laughs> kinds of games. Yes, it's not just Gears. It's not just MK. Yes, I play games. And oh, by the way, I'm on multiple podcasts. Oh, this week, uh, me and Clowns got something going on on Wednesday, one p.m. Nice, dude. Yes, it's uh, yeah, it's big, boom. It's really big. Oh, oh yeah, you know I what? Have... You know what? When we come to you, I want you to put. If you can talk about it, push it because I think I I think I know what it is because I think you and Crispy had to already tell me that that's a big, big, big. big deal. Um, Crispy, I know I know you're stoked uh, because. Obviously, it's part of one of your favorite franchises of all time. Yeah, absolutely, but uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that you just have somebody that's super famous. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but you got me uh, next podcast Thursday, seven p.m. Uh, you got Breakfast of Boom, ten a.m. Fridays, and you got Retro Renegade, seven p.m. Tuesday nights. And you can always hit me up, and we can talk games as long as you're respectful. Yes, absolutely. And thank you again for bailing me out, brother. That was super awesome of you to jump in. And I'm glad that we were able to uh, obviously hit that MK uh, topic because I know that that, that, that really was kind of like the lore and the water. I was fishing, and I grabbed the crispy bomb because I dropped MK into the, into the lake, and here he was. He took the bait, and here you are, brother. So thank you so much for that. I love me some MK11. That game is totally different from the past three. Oh, yes. No doubt about that. And our mouth from the south of, of course, Canada here on a holiday, still not only to, you know, give us his honest, which is what we love about Newt, but his thought provoking opinions. And he invited, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger over for dinner. Hopefully he didn't eat you out of house and home because he is a big boy. Uh, Newt, thanks so much for being here, brother. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, but more importantly, tell them about out your outstanding program on Tuesday evenings called Gaming After Dark. First off, guys, thank you for being here. And boom, as always, thank you for having me be a part of Primetime Gaming. It's always exciting when I get the bat signal, so to speak, and can jump on here. Um, 
If you guys missed it before I came on Primetime Gaming today, I actually did my first ever one-on-one developer interview. Now, it's probably not oh, the biggest dope. studio in the world, but uh, it was kind of a cool thing for me. It's the first time in a very long time that I've actually felt kind of nervous doing an interview. Uh, first <laughs> time I've really done that since my radio days. Uh, and I, plus, I don't really like looking at myself on camera because I kind of look like uh, I kind of look like the blob with a face. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like job job of the hut trying to put makeup on kind of deal. So I, you know, I usually don't like uh, doing the camera deal. But um, you know, I had fun. Uh, Mike Herman, he is the lead project developer at RetroSoft Studios. He got a game coming out called Retromania Wrestling. If you guys ever remember uh, oh, WWF uh, WrestleFest back in the arcade, well, this is the official sequel to that game. It has some former WWE guys, uh, some really recognizable name in, including Hawk and Animal from the the, the Road Warriors. Uh, God bless Hawk. Passed away, or sorry, Animal just passed away recently. It's kind of sad, but no, it was a fun interview. Really get into behind the scenes. We talked about things like you know, again, the sort of that developer like how how the covid's kind of affected them and different things and we talked about you know the indie game scene and there's a lot of good information and that a lot of guys might be able to use for for various angles on your upcoming because check it out if you if you don't mind because like i said it was it was a nice thing to do but outside of that tomorrow night it is tuesday that means it's gaming after dark 10 eastern i'm hoping and crossing my fingers that both titan will be back and that mag can make the show because he hasn't been feeling that well over the last couple of days either so we're hoping that that we may even have a special guest wants to get confirmation might be a guy on this panel right now um but yeah so mm. it should be a good show tomorrow night i'll leave it at that let you get to the rest of the outros guys thank you so much for the support it is fantastic um again we'll see you sometime soon and here's one last one i just wanted to wish you guys up in the canada make sure you have a very happy thanksgiving eat lots of turkey get fat and lazy whatever you want to do but then make sure that you get your ass down to the gymnasium the next day that you pump extra iron you got to do an extra 10 reps if not it don't count so get out there i don't care if you're pumping iron or you're pumping your old lady as long as you're pumping something get out there and do it <laughs> well arnold you'll be happy to know that i'm down to my fighting weight of 211 pounds and that is pretty good man oh, i haven't been, I have oh, been that good. low in a long Congrats. long time yeah, yeah it's so it's, it's this is boomstick and i we're doing 10 miles per uh, hiking per weekend Five per day, so we've been uh, we've been at that since June. So apparently, it seems to be working because my God, I am starting to feel really good, even though I'm an old bastard. But uh, thanks so much for being here, new super appreciate it. And uh, clowns, obviously, you survived another day in the bayou. You didn't get eaten by an alligator, or you didn't have to fight one off for a calzone. Tell everyone about where they can follow you on social media. But more importantly, let's find out about what is going on this week on. Four guys with quarters. Oh, man. Boom. Four guys with quarters has been having a very, very busy week, and I feel like Crispy's been helping us out a crap ton. Um, you can all find me in Italian Clowns on almost all social media, and Four Guys with Quarters almost everywhere. We're on pretty much on everything, and I'm still working on a deal with Viacom for Pluto TV. Uh, just waiting for their execs to email me back, but uh, we've been in touch. And also, you know, lately we've been getting a lot of star-studded guests. We just had Crispin Hands on, who was a composer on Gears of War Three Ultimate Edition, Gears 4. He was a director, like a music composer director on Gears 5, uh, with, uh, but Demary did most of the credits on that one, he said. And uh, he did Battletoads, so we just had that awesome interview with him. Crispy was there with me for that. Um, and guess what? On Wednesday, we have the very famous voice actress coming on. 
She's been on Sherlock Holmes on BBC. She's been a voice actress in uh, Mass Effect 3, Witcher 3. Uh, she's been wow. in Battletoads as the Dark Queen. Uh, she's actually has a lot of movie credits and she has uh, some TV credits. Her name, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, so forgive me, uh, because she is of Irish descent, but I believe she lives in the UK, is Sibylwan Hewlett. Um, she's going to be on with us Wednesday, and Crispy's going to be there. Nice. And not only that, boom, but we actually have, I have two more uh, voice actresses lined up that I can't say yet, just waiting for a confirmed date. Uh, I got more people coming on from Delilah Studios from Battletoads as well. Nice, and I'm working dude. on some more devs with Game Pass because I'm going to get the truth out there uh, about how awesome Game Pass is. Nice, nice, dude. Listen, your channel is exploding. Uh, the amount of talent coming your way is well-deserved. You've been doing this content creation game for quite a while, even before I was a content creator. So it's great to see that not only are you getting some big-name uh, you know, uh, uh, people to come to the show, but your channel is exploding and, and well-deserved for sure. Uh, and obviously, Sean D., let's get you on out of here, my brother. Thank you so much for jumping in at the last minute. Super appreciate that you uh, were hanging out in the chat and we're able to get you on the show do me a favor my friend tell everyone about where they can follow you on social media but more importantly where could people check out your outstanding youtube channel thanks for having me boom uh you guys can find me anywhere on xbox twitter or youtube at sean d uh, i just want to give a little shine to melvo in the chat he came up with a great idea about a xbox like all-stars cart game but Dude, I've been pushing that, game. man. I did a story about I did it about six or seven Let's months ago. Yes. That would, if there's any Microsoft execs or anybody who knows any, send them that idea. That would be so awesome to play while drunk. You know what? Forget <laughs> while drunk. Could you just imagine if they were if they did it in a way? Listen, it can be cartoony. You know what I'm saying? Now, who says it doesn't have to be? But could you imagine driving through a Gears of War level, a Halo? Level? Could you imagine? Wait, wait, hold on a sec. Let's let, let's get crazy with this. Could you imagine if you they did a kart racer and you jumped into the Hot Wheels track of of Forza Motorsport Three? Oh God! My God! Come on, dude. That would be freaking awesome. <laughs> Awesome. And they actually have enough characters. I mean, could you imagine the Doom guy as a character that you can drive a car? And that would be that freaking would be epic. <laughs> it would be awesome. That would be. You know what? We're gonna have to start pushing this. We're gonna have to start do, do, doing some sort of a hashtag. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna run. I'm going crazy with this movement. But can you imagine Conker go driving around in his own dude. little car, <laughs> yes. dropping dude. crap on the road? It, is. <laughs> it, it could. It, they could do. Let me tell you something. It would be something special, and I don't see why they couldn't do it. Uh, again, they they could definitely. They definitely have the the talent now to put something like that together, but they definitely can get in a, a Sobo to do something. They're, they're very good oh, when man. it comes to the driving oh, games. So that would be actually oh, perfect yeah. for that. I think we're going to have to start something crispy and uh, kind of push this, uh, this narrative. Uh, we got to oh. get this guy credit if we if this ever happens. Um, but uh, last and no way least uh, Forte, obviously, Thanks so much for being here. Definitely appreciate you. I know it was a tough, to, you know, because you closed the the, the shop uh, late today. Um, do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media. But more importantly, 
Let's get some eyes and ears over to your channel, which has exploded on the scene. And for good reason, because you have been putting in the work with the outstanding. Oh, wait a second. Now, wait, wait, hold on. Before we get there, we have to thank Dealer uh, Gaming, who's in the chat. In Holy yes, that is. He drops an outstanding $10. So, which at Dealer, your ears must have been ringing, brother, because I was talking about you and your new video on how you broke it down regarding Dirt 5, and it was fan freaking tastic. No finger. Pointy, but thank you so much for being here, brother. Super appreciate you being in the chat. More importantly, actually dropping a very generous ten dollars super chat. But uh, Forte, your channel—I mean, listen, there's a there's a reason why there's been a resurgence. It's because the content, the content is amazing. It has been really some of your best work. I mean, I'm not even just blowing smoke. I'm being like straight up serious. You have really been dropping bombs on your channel tell everyone where they can check that out dude yeah man i i truly appreciate it man it's like you know d living up to the expectations of all the other people around you makes you do better content so you know shout out to dealer ran coat you know watching their stuff it, it makes you want to step your game up even more because it's like the bar has been set in this community and i i love the challenge so it's, it's always fun and those are all my friends so i i really appreciate the help that you give plus all of them too but uh outside of that guys it's gaming forte everywhere youtube twitter check us out on the dps damage per second podcast um it's coming up it's gonna be a slow most channel that's um gonna be a fun one we also got brap every wednesday night at 9 p.m on wednesday nights with enrique e-money E money, <laughs> B money, and Eric Jackson and slow mo backslap gonna be a good time there too, man. And always love for the Ashen Luca every Saturday for the Scumcast. Check her out because she's making daily content now. It seems you know she put up a video talking about dirt today and how she's excited for not just dirt but just the promise of what next gen is going to be when it comes to these frame rates and uh, resolutions and once again shout out to dealer for the super chat man love you to death man it's good to see the man make videos on a racing game because you know that's that's where he started at you know he was a racer at heart and yeah i definitely i definitely heat what that man said about dirt because i know he knows what he's talking about when it comes to those racing games yeah, absolutely. And real quick, I'm making the announcement now. The lovely Luca will be on next week's primetime gaming. Uh -oh. That's oh, right. Yeah. She's making an appearance here, folks. We're going to get her on primetime gaming next Monday evening. The lovely Luca is going to come here and dazzle us with her gaming knowledge. And last and no way least, Cyber Knox. Thank you so much for being here, brother. I know that I know that you had people show up, and this is a family first podcast. So you got to take care of business. Thanks so much for you know passing through, giving us your your you know your knowledge in gaming. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, but more importantly, brother, where they where they can check out your outstanding YouTube channel. I appreciate that. Boom. Sorry, I was late once again. That's uh, yeah, I guys. Do. Cybernox, man. I'm everywhere. You guys know that. Um, by now, hit me. I'm primarily gaming on uh, Xbox. So if you ever, I'm trying to do this Leviathan raid on Destiny 2. Cough, cough. If anybody is down, <laughs> let me know. All right. Hey, man, it's gonna, you, it's gonna leave in November. Discord. All right. Get in and, that Discord. Um, we'll help exactly. you. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Uh, Cybernox everywhere. I actually got a new video coming out this week. I'm just finishing the editing uh, portion of it. Editing takes a long time, guys, a long time. So uh, probably drop a, uh, I'll probably drop it later on this week. But yeah, always love being here. Sean D is a pleasure again podcasting with you, sir. I believe this is the second time move. Always great to have you on prime time, man. And uh, yeah, next week. Can't wait for it.
All right. Well, thank you so much for being everyone. Listen, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to hang out with us. This has been an epic show as usual. Just want to thank the moderator uh, of the, well, moderators with an S, but the moderator, you know him as the sheriff, the guy that walks silently and carries a big band stick. You know him as lethal Papa. I cannot do the show without him. He does his job and he keeps this chat uh, very safe. And obviously, uh, we definitely appreciate the work that he does. And he does not just on this show, on so many mother, more specifically, of course, Dealer Gaming, he's a big part of. So thank you so much, uh, definitely, for being here as always, Lethal. And of course, I want to thank everybody for the outstanding super chats. My God, the ones that have come in today are just so overly generous, and I cannot thank you enough. So anyway, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me and hopefully one day will be important to you and it's something that my dad taught me it made me a better police officer but more importantly made me a better human being and he used to say son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of primetime gaming with mr boomstick and friends (laughs) 